Oh, hey guys. Hi, Zach. Oh, hi, I'm Brent. I'm here too. <laughs> hey, Brent. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good. I'm just good, good. What you doing over there? Just getting some information. Are you are you Googling? Yeah. You're looking at googly ooglies? Yeah, I'm just checking shit out. Nice. We, uh, we have ran over here in the corner. Yeah. Corner? This, well, technically, it's Maybe the in the yeah. corners of my mind. We do not want to go to the corners of your mind. Oh, no, fuck no, you don't. Didn't we have this conversation on uh, one of our episodes already? What, about the black hole? No, no, about uh, you. What did you say? It was something along the lines of uh, if we made a, a haunted house based on your... Oh, on my thoughts. On and... your mind. And I said, I, oh, there's yeah. no way in hell I'd go in there. No, f- no, fuck no. No. <laughs> well, I, w- I would tailor a section completely to you. No, no, no. Not going in. Okay. Uh, got, a qu- got a question for you, bud. What's that? What's your favorite scary movie? It's a hard, it's a hard one, bud, because uh, there's a bunch of subgenres. Are you being specific into, like, sci-fi horror? You know what my favorite scary movie is? What's that, bud? Ten things I hate about you, bud. Yeah, it was that was scary. Yeah, I mean, teenage love is frightening. That's, <sighs> that's true. Fuck. Right. I just got chills. God dang! Especially when you got kids. No, you probably... know what? If listen, that actually brings us into a point because teenage love. Hmm. Hmm. See where I'm going with this? I only know about teenage self love. <laughs> Aww. Ladies, give them an at. <laughs> <laughs> My Snapchat is sad. Randy one. <laughs> you got two two theories here. A parent of teenage love could turn into this subgenre, and or teenage love could also turn into this subgenre of horror film. Sex kills. Sex does kill. Always. Typically, yeah. in a version of slasher films, specifically films from the nineteen eighties, the greatest decade of all time. You really feel that way? It is the decade I was Cause, born. Because those... those <laughs> doesn't make it the greatest, Those short Randy. shorts. Go fuck yourself. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, Jared was born in the 70s. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's my age. 82, bro. Uh, 82. To, he's not your age, bud. Oh, I'm sorry. When in 82? April. Well before you. Yeah, yeah I'm your elder, Randy. You were, Have some respect. Listen. <laughs> you got Don't him. make me go there. <laughs> so... We're going to talk about slasher films, mm-hmm. keying in on mostly the 80s, late 70s through the 80s. We'll touch on the 90s to present, because really they kind of died off. They didn't die off per se, but they've kind of gone into a uh, straight-to-DVD home film, more so than mainstream well, it's just it's just like any uh, movie genre, like westerns. Westerns have their time for for a few years, and then they kind of go underground. And it's just like that for subgenres, where you have zombies will become really big. Yeah, because what was it? The early two thousands, we had the whole zombie. Yeah, because with the remake of Dawn of the Dead, World War Z, etc., etc., etc. Well, World War Z was only like three years ago. I was gonna say, isn't oh. that was another uptick of zombies? Yeah, that's like that's gotcha. that's like the Walking Dead thing. But it kind of you kind of get the yeah. It, it basically everything comes the back in, in the cycles. Drop. Yeah, everything comes back in cycles. So slasher movies will oh, come a thing. Cycles, you say? Yeah, cycles. Cycles. 
Yeah, like that is the, the word. Like the Trinity Killer who kills in <laughs> cycles. Sure. From the slasher show Dexter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Nailed it, Randy. Nailed it. I wouldn't really call it a slasher, though. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, that was a terrible dox. Dude, I'm not a that fucking... That was pretty good. I'm not was, a... I'm not a... Him. I'm not... Well, because I can't do... I, I gotta be careful with volume. Here, he is me, very, he's very me, loud me, and boisterous. Just, just lean back you. a little bit. Hold on, let me go. Let me help you. Go ahead. Give us your best dokes. Surprise, motherfucker. That was better. That's pretty good. That was better. Yeah. Supplies, motherfucker. <laughs> French fries, motherfucker. <laughs> All rise, motherfucker. Wrong size, motherfucker. <laughs> Four eyes. Motherfucker. Write, <laughs> write this down and put it in the report. Motherfucker. Yeah, dokes was an awesome character. I will like, say I, that, w- I wish they would have turned it into a buddy cop show where he convinces dokes that what he's doing is legit. And Dokes is just like, hey, 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 I'm down, white boy. Let's not give it away, dude. Let's not give it away. Oh, my God. Dexter some, kills people. I'm some sorry. people are watching people. it again. Damn. Hey, you know what? Maybe what? Maybe this new Dexter is going to be like a partial reboot where Dokes is actually... You not know, cut up in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't get cut up. He got blown up. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'll give it away. He, Still pieces, man. Yeah. yeah, he went out Cajun style. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spicy. He is bald. He is a Dokes ball. <laughs> I swear, that guy's cheeks just... Like, I always think of the Joker whenever he smiles, because he just had those super high cheeks. Dexter? No, Dokes. Oh. But he, always, he was that guy, too, where you looked at him like, man, that's a big guy, and you see him next to somebody on screen, you go, he is five foot two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a little fella. But he was Well, kind of reminds me of what you said about me one time. You remember? We were hanging out, and... Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's this going? I don't no. know. I don't remember. <laughs> No, would this, be, would this be the night of the thong incident? No, oh, no before no. you even go any deeper, it's time we were, for another. Bus. We were we were at the Ooh, bar one night, and you nice. either said something like, "I was deceptively tall or deceptively short," where because you're Don't what mind six if two, I do, Brent. Like six one, six one, but I'm only five ten. Yeah, but I guess because of my posture or the way I carry myself, you've somehow commented that I seem taller than I actually <laughs> am, which was. Like the mo, it's not even a backhanded compliment, but it was like the- there was one part of myself that was just like, "Oh, this is the praise I've been craving for all of my life." And, and in case you a- wondered, he's jerking himself under the table. And then there was another part of myself that was like, "Cut his fucking break lines." You're big for a dwarf, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no, that's what you say to me. I've been told that by so many ladies in my mind. Let's all right. Let's get back on topic. I'm sorry, but slasher films get me erect. Well, we're aware of that. Yeah. That's because of the blatant nudity for no reason. Right, 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 because of the, <laughs> the sex. So, now, when you say blatant nudity, Jared, give me an example. So, Rand gave us a small list of different movies to watch and just to check out. I'm, I'm not a big whore guy. It's not my thing. Um, Yet. Although it is, it's fun to watch. It really is. Because it's... The ones we watched aren't even that scary. It's more just kind of... Or good. They're, ridiculous. It's interesting. They're ridiculous. We were watching Slumber Party Massacre, and at exactly two minutes, for no reason whatsoever, just a nude scene. Just a lady standing there naked. No big deal. Boobs are flapping in the breeze. Hey, man. It was the 80s. And then, like, Free the a minute later, her parents are leaving, and she mentions that she's 18. Just so that's out there, so that everybody knows that she's legal to be topless in the movie. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, mom and dad. Um, I'm also 18. I'm 18 yesterday. now, mom and dad. And then they drive away. Now, was she topless in front of her parents? No, no. Oh, okay. She she put on a, a little sundress that basically she was topless. So. Okay. Nailed it. Right. It, was, it was nice. Sounds like a good movie. We might have to pull that up on the screen here and <laughs> give her a go. 
Yeah, cup size was definitely like one of the things you basically had to put on your uh, list of credentials as an actress in the 80s. And I don't know why, but every single time they like in these movies, they slowly like pan down a lady and just focus on her butt. Then they'll just sit there for like an inappropriate amount of time. Like the amount of time that is, if like in real life, if you were staring at somebody's butt that long, they'd be like, "Dude, I'm up here." <laughs> it, it's the uncomfortable <laughs> right. time. Yeah, and I think they do that on purpose because the whole film's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Well, you see, it's a it's a statement uh, that comes from French films of the of the early nineteenth <laughs> century. I believe, I believe it was Italian. Uh, no, it was the French because they're very open sexually. And see, the full pan of the woman's body uh, shows that she's bare and ready for a child. <laughs> Ew. We don't want that. No. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the beginning. So slasher films before slasher films. We kind of had a little debate about this offset. Which it even goes farther than that. Like, if you want to go back to its true origins, mm-hmm. you actually have to go back to, like, the weird kind of vaudevillian shows. They did it in, like, France, uh, where it was theaters they had where they did these shows, like these live vaudeville kind of carnival shows, where they did, like, basically like a snuff performance where they uh, pretended to do, like, a live sacrifice of a virgin on stage. Right, but I don't know if I quite classify that as slasher film or no, but that's satanic where, or, that, that's or ritualistic where, film. Yeah, but right? the, I'm saying, and as far as uh, performers, mm-hmm. that's where it gets its base, and that's like, you're talking about people having it ingrained in their mind that going and watching someone be murdered by someone else right. in a setting like that is enjoyable. So, let's flash forward to where actual movies are present. What would you, what would you classify as the first slasher film uh, you personally not not anybody else because remember you're the king of slasher mm-hmm. so what would your pick for the origin of slasher films be we're not worthy <laughs> we're not worthy land right. of miliwake <laughs> for me despite the other films that have you know certain segments like we've talked about movies in the 40s and stuff mm-hmm. for me the the progenitor slasher flick is psycho by the late great Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock, a sick, twisted motherfucker, genius. Again, so one of the the crazy things about these films is somebody's brain had this in it and was like, "I'm going to write this down and show people." Now let's imagine what kind of slasher film would come out of that mind. And I'm pointing at Ram. No. <laughs> <laughs> It Pretty would, sure it would be rated TVMA. It would, it would start in a man's basement. Four friends are gathered to have a podcast. What's Topples Betty doing in here? <laughs> Hi, Topples Betty. Whoa, Two minutes that, in. What was that knock on the door? Look at all these babes. <laughs> They're naked. All right. I think it's time that we uh, crack some of these bad boys open and have some fun, ladies. Which one of you motherfuckers found sure, my script? I sure hope the West Boise Topless Babe Killer's not are in town anymore. I heard he escaped from the prison. We're actually in East Boise, but still. Well, I don't want to give people exact location. I try to keep it mysterious. Hey, bud. Damn it. Hey, now bud. we're not mysterious anymore. <laughs> this is the sequel, okay? We're we're giving some new breath to the series. Oh, I got you. My bad. My bad. Man. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> when we move the studio. Right. Yeah. To that creepy warehouse. <laughs> Zoinkers. Golly, guys. I know it doesn't look like much now, but pretty soon it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be a gash. <laughs> hey, guys. We should totally make like the Pagans and have... Unprotected sex. 
I heard they used to kill people in here for some cult rituals, but they haven't done that since like the 80s, brah. <laughs> oh, dude, look at the sick spliff I just found. Nice. Dude, nice. I like how you're flipping your hair back. Here. You don't have any. <laughs> He's flipping his invisible hair. It's clear. Okay. So, I've seen Psycho. You've seen Psycho. I have not. We're, it's yes, an oldie. You've seen it. Yes. Okay. The original black and white Psycho. Yeah, we're not talking about the remake. No. Which was, it was okay. What, was that the one with kids falling No, 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 no. There is no remake of Psycho. It didn't happen. Well, it did. There was okay. also American Psycho. Okay, put, put it this way. I love Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is a badass. We're just not going to talk about the remake of Psycho. Okay. <laughs> so, Psycho. And then you kind of have, and that was what, the 60s? Yeah, 1960, exactly. Specific. Oh, it's close. I mean. I mean, geez, you don't have to yell at me, bud. I'm not trying to yell. I'm just trying to get the facts so much, here, bud. So much hostility. I feel just like the it's facts, a slasher ma'am. film. Just, just, the facts, just the facts, man. Just getting the facts. Seriously, guys, why do you have to do this again? Jeez. Okay, every time I try and talk, you guys got to just beat me down. Well, aren't you our punching bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Psycho, give me the short synopsis of Psycho. Uh, Psycho is about a young woman mm-hmm. from the big city. Mm-hmm. Comes into some money. How does she come into that money? Uh, through fraud, she steals it okay. f- from her place of employment. So in various yes, ways. Yes. Uh, she was down and out in the streets, and she had to find a way to make money. And she uh, couldn't sell lollipops, so she had to give her body up for cash. I was say, are you describing no. pretty woman? Okay, is this no. prom night? <laughs> no, I was actually. It was. It was a line from In the Heat of the Night. They were like talking about this young girl and like, how did she survive? And the guy was like, she sold lollipops. <laughs> Meaning, next week uh, 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 in uh, the heat of the night. It looks like she was the real sucker. Ah! <laughs> Damn, decent. Horatio Kane. So anyways, she, uh, she, she makes a run for it. She's waiting for her lover to show up. She goes to this small uh, hotel or motel on the side of the road on this like little like interstate off the beaten track and she rents a room and uh, she is beset upon and murdered before she can meet her lover. Mm-hmm. Bummer. What was the reception to it? Did people enjoy it? Was it a big hit or was it like a, a cult underground kind of success? Have you, you've heard about those like movie reactions that people had to like horror flicks where it's like people were vomiting in the theater and people yeah. were collapsing. It's like that. Oh wow. If like, if you've ever heard about how women reacted like at a Michael uh, Jackson like where it's like, oh yeah. my god, it's like that. Like people were. So it was like an event. Like, hey, we oh, yeah. we got to go see this movie so you can get scared into doing things. It's in my like van. The, it's like the same thing that happened that Night of the Living Dead because there had never been a zombie movie like that where they were flesh eaters. Okay. And there was people that like were violently sick. There was people. Well, people had, had never be... seen things like this on the big screen, nor yeah. the little screen, if you will. Well, and yeah, the, the just movie hadn't been done. The movie convinces you that she's the heroine for the, like the first twenty minutes. So after 20 minutes with a character, you're pretty you're sure. Invested. Yeah, you're pretty sure that they're going to be your, this is my girl or guy. And then she is savagely and brutally stabbed. Uh, and another thing about it is because of this age of film, less was more. Where you see a blade, you see a blade come in at an angle and you see the shadow of it strike. You never actually see it. It's not in color, so all you see is a dark liquid floating to the drain. So yeah, people, it was a thing where people were disturbed by it disturbed by it but they were also excited by it yeah so people just couldn't get enough of it okay all right so what was the the uh main lady in it what was her character's name 
Well, it was Janet Lee was the one that okay. played it. Yeah, so Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom what? was like she was like the first scream queen. Really? Yeah. Which is I super weird because Jamie Lee Curtis became like the premiere. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode is kind of the which I mean people I'm sure certain people would argue that, but I think just from the Halloween series being whereas like Psycho is the progenitor slasher flick, it's I mean, you can call it a slasher flick, but it doesn't meet all of the the later kind of established rules or tropes that came about because of it. Whereas Halloween is like the go to that is the Jumping on the bed, Zach. <laughs> Couldn't you have just recorded you having sex? I feel like that would have been just terrifying. I got a memory foam, bud. Doesn't I, make sounds anymore. I've, I've heard you out of breath before. It's not pleasing to the ears. Gross. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Make me a sandwich. So. Psycho. Yeah. So uh, her... Her lover and an investigator show up. I thought it was her sister. Well, yeah, her sister, but also, or is it her sister's husband that shows up with her? I think it's her sister and the boyfriend. It's It's been a while since I've yeah. seen it. Uh, but so they interview the Norman Bates, Norman Bates, who is the, uh, the owner and proprietor of the Bates Motel. Him and his mother own the house up on the hill above it and the motel. Uh, they, you know, check with him uh, because he was the last one to see her. They do some investigating. They bring in a detective. Uh, the detective breaks into the home. Hears the, they hear the mother upstairs. <clears throat> he goes up to investigate and then is savagely beset upon by the mother. Stabbed repeatedly, falls down the stairs in this really cool shot. Where he's falling down backwards. Yeah. But he's, like, walking down on backwards. Yeah, they basically did, like, a match shot where it's, like, if you've ever seen, like, you know, movies from the 80s where you see something in like the back of like a cab where it's just like a separate shot they did with the camera and then they just put that behind the cab in real time well that's what they did to this guy on like a screen so it wasn't green screen he's basically just acting in front of footage that's playing behind him of him falling downstairs so it's like the matrix before the matrix yeah, yeah. with the technology of the time but it's like so disturbing because he's, it's he's like he's constantly falling backward down a flight of stairs that goes down like 30 feet Oh, wow. And it's like at some point you're waiting for him to like fall over, but he never does. Uh, so they finally, the uh, the sister and the boyfriend finally manage to get into the house. They get past Norman, and they make their way into the basement of the Norman Bates house. And in the basement, they find uh, Norman Bates's mother. She is a skeleton. It's at this point that Norman shows up in a wig and a dress. And you find out that he's been the one killing people because he has a multiple personality disorder, and that other personality is his mother. Ooh, yeah. And then plot twist. Yeah, and then he's captured. Done. Done. He's captured and actually uh, uh, put into an asylum. And like the movie ends with like him just in his own mind, like his mother talking to him, going, "You know, it'll be fine. You that you know you'd never hurt a fly." And there was like f- three movies that came afterwards. Which actually, he, it's oddly enough, he kind of ends the series as a hero. <laughs> well, because he's like, he had a mental illness because he was like molested, kind of fucked up by his mom. Where she would like, she had this, they had this kind of like a, 
uh, what is that that thing from uh, Shakespeare? That trope. Uh, uh, In case you guys wondered, trope is word of the day. Yeah, mm. he got me on it. Uh, what is it on your Ziggy calendar? It, it comes from <laughs> Hamlet. Hamlet's mom, and it's the one where wow. Oedipus. Oh, Oedipus complex. Oedipus complex. Ziggy calendar. Where the guy wants to kill his dad and fuck his mom. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what she instilled in him because she had this thing where she would get very physical and very affectionate with him and arouse him and then spurn him and beat him when he got aroused. Well, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and then there was also... Uh, Sounds like my wife. And then <laughs> he actually You're ended... You're good boy, Zach. Now go downstairs! And then she, <laughs> she met a man and brought him into their house, and that man was abusive to him, so he actually ended up poisoning them both uh, and and killed them both and then hid her body uh, in the basement after he dug her up later. Gross. Yeah. And like I said, they did like three movies after this. They're all pretty good. Okay, so moving on. Obviously, wasn't necessarily a slasher flick at the time, but it spawned the it, subgenre later on Yeah, when the creator of Halloween... Mm-hmm. Which was Mr. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. John. Yeah. Synthesizer Man Deluxe, as I like to call him. Okay. <laughs> if you've ever heard the scores for one of his movies that he did on his synthesizer, it's yeah. He did the music for like the thing. Okay. He did the thing for Prince of Darkness, which is a horror movie he did in the eighties. Uh, he did the the score for They Live. Okay. With Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, his music was Longest just fucking... fight scene ever. Right. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty prolific in the horror community. Okay. So... Community. Was it 78 when Halloween came out? Um, I want to say, yeah, 77 or 78. Uh, it might be in the... 78. Uh, yeah, there you go. And those were big budget movies, weren't they? No. Yeah, or were they small budget they movies? Were, they well? were low I think budget. All of them the thing budget. about horror has always been that horror is a cash cow yeah. on like no money. That's that's what I'd noticed with a bunch of the movies that you had me watch was they all had a budget of like twenty bucks. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And they made mm-hmm. like a crap ton for no right. reason. Like it's because as as a human being, you're attracted to that for some reason. Well and here's the thing. The stuff you're not thinking about is uh with the way ratings have always been you've always had kids that weren't able to get in these movies, right? Yeah. So think about what the real stats would be if you thought about the fact that some kid was paying to see Beethoven. It's like, hey, thanks, Mom, for dropping me off. He's going in to pay to see Beethoven, and he just rushes over to see Friday the 13th Part 7. Or sneaking in. or So really, these movies have actually pulled in more money. They just pulled it in for other movies because the kids could just sneak over to the other theater. You're welcome, Beethoven. Right. (laughs) If you're listening. Hey, man. He's not. He's deaf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so like Head I mean, dead. depending on depending on the film series, slasher slasher flicks not exclusively, but for the most part, it's different from a movie like Alien, where you have to have sets and creatures yeah. and like all these stars, like animatronics. If, and if you if you guys makeup. ever saw like a uh, Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. the movie Cabin Fever, there was like no stars. There was like one kid who used to be a Disney kid, and the rest of them were nobodies. Well, it's the same thing with Evil Dead. The evil, right. Like, Evil Dead was a 
I mean, it was not a slasher. Well, not a slasher, no, but same same kind of thing. Very low budget. When you're talking about the budget, super low budget. There's no. It was all his. Oh, it was paid for by dentist. It was paid for by like dentist and insurance salesman. Where they actually, and that's not the first movie they made in that series. The first one they made was called uh, like In the Woods, and it was Mm -hmm. one they just filmed on like a little Super 8 camera. It was like 20 minutes long, and they took it to a couple of like dentists they knew and were just like hey man this is our like idea video if you give us enough money we can actually make this and and this is i mean you're talking about something that came out after uh texas chainsaw massacre which anyone who's seen that movie knows that you don't have to have great camera work especially back in that day to make people absolutely lose their minds over a horror film oh yeah i mean but no the other cool thing i noticed too was even though they have little tiny itty bitty budgets and and nobody's really a big quote-unquote star they still became these big swinging powerhouse people and performers in their world mm-hmm. you know they'll have you know 25 movies to their credit which is huge compared to your average joe but you know some of these people have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds but they'll all have you know this scary movie and this one and this one and this one and this one and they really get into that role and they really do a good job because i've i noticed just with the few i've watched the people that can display like real terror and real fear and put themselves like actually into the movie that they're filming, they make it believable. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they're like, hi, Ran, how are you? Is mechanical. They're, oh my God, he's killing me. Is mm-hmm. a, just above and beyond. It's like, wow. Like that's, mm-hmm. she's conveying the message amazingly well, but yeah, well, it's, it's just like the original Halloween. Like, None of the young women in that film were all that spectacular as actresses, but they died beautifully. Oh, yeah. Uh, or they died, I guess you could say, like, not realistically. Like but, a champion. Yeah, well, it's like like Jamie Lee Curtis's character, she was like, she seemed like a real girl. She wasn't, you know, she just, she was babysitting, and there was a guy she might have liked and wanted to possibly go see. And, like, all of her friends were going around, like, smoking dope, and she was kind of, like, a little bit more reserved. They weren't smoking dope. They were just making out with each other. Jazz cabbage. Ooh. Yeah, jazz cabbage. I could have sworn that, uh... They probably were. Yeah, I could have sworn those two were smoking in the bed before he went for beers. Ooh. They probably were. So, yeah. Damn Just a little sidebar here. I wanted to make sure you guys knew about this, because it's coming up next week. But uh, we're going to probably get together here at the How. And uh, check out this Evil Dead watch party with Bruce Campbell. It's a virtual thing. Ooh. Yeah. January 23rd. I think it might be a pretty cool deal. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think it could be groovy. Kill the king, baby. 7 o'clock. So then it's a Saturday. All right, cool. I could have stayed. I could have ruled them. I could have been king. But in my own way, I am king. So. Hail to the king, baby. Give me me again. We want a small synopsis of Halloween. Okay, Halloween opens on uh, Halloween night. There oh. is a a young, yeah, I know, right? October thirty first, right? Way to get way to give away the lead, John Carpenter. Whoa, spoilers, bro. Uh, and there is a young woman. Uh, she is in her house with her uh, her young paramour, and they're uh... motherfucker with this, this goddamn word. Just her boyfriend. Uh, her cock deliveryman. Uh, they are engaging. Pizza man. Pizza they, man. They are Every engaging porn. in premarital sex <gasps> or the carnal delights, as you might like to call them. 
mm-hmm. and he uh, after they're done and he you know wipes it off on her tummy. He gets up. He gets up and leaves. Oh, I'm sorry. Was was that too low brow? I thought I went too high brow. Like oh, a listen. gentleman. So yeah. if he wiped it off on her tummy, how did she clean it up? Well, he left the snail trail. Yeah, oh, gross. Oh. oh, okay. She didn't I, use a wet I, warm I, I washcloth. Did, I just. Oh, God. maybe maybe she did go get a wet warm washcloth. <laughs> Trademarked, 2020. Nothing, nothing about the ropes. The, oh, the thick ropes for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Merch coming soon. I'm just dying. saying, man, I can smell your comment is by far my favorite. <laughs> Why use nails, Romans, when you could have used thick ropes? Ugh. Okay, go on. So, so, uh, <laughs> anyways. Girl and her boyfriend are getting down, getting, doing the biz. Yeah, and it, because it's the opening segment, they had to make it quick, so they had to make the boyfriend look like a little cuck bitch. He only lasts like a minute, and then he leaves. And then uh, you see through the eyes of someone... Who approaches the house, comes inside, goes upstairs where she is. Doesn't uh, he, he goes to the kitchen first, though. Yeah, goes to the kitchen, grabs a butcher knife, mm-hmm. uh, slowly walks up the stairs, all while you're looking through a POV shot of uh, the Halloween mask. Now, hold on, wearing. I'm going to stop you. Okay. Let's explain to people, what is POV? POV is a... Subgenre on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, shit. Where you... <laughs> He's not lying, folks. <laughs> Uh, it is, uh, it's a tool they use in these horror films a lot where you're seeing from the perspective of the killer so that you can basically, uh, put it enhances, yourself in his shoes. Yeah. Well also, and it enhances the fear that you feel for the heroine or hero where you, it's, it's a thing that actually comes from how Alfred Hitchcock, uh, it's basically his old standard where he, his belief that if you were to take a scene where two characters are talking about like nothing important, they're just having a, a normal conversation. But at the start of the conversation, the camera was to show a bomb underneath the table with a five-minute timer going, and then you show that conversation in its entirety. That's true terror. That's because... Don't look under the table. What's in your man bag, bag, Randy? (laughs) (laughs) I heard some beeping earlier. Does this smell like chloroform? Well, no, that's because that's terrifying because you have knowledge that the character doesn't. Well, it's just like when you see those commercials or those movies where someone's driving and then you see the big rig tanker about to hit them, but there's nothing you can do to save them. You're just left helpless. So that's a trope that is uh, present. That's the third time. I'm going to put it in here. Uh, that's something that you should see. We, should we keep a tally going? we got How a triple trope, people. Yep. <laughs> triple trope. Give me a pen, Zach. TT. <laughs> I don't have a pen. we got markers That's, that's, right here, some, that's some sweet TT. <laughs> I'm going to put the trope counter up. Trope counter. Yeah, it's five now. <laughs> Good times. I did it in red, so they look like slash marks. Ooh, Deez. no pun intended. <laughs> okay, so point of view. Uh, walking up the stairs, you're looking through basically two eye holes of yep. what you assume are the killer's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes up where this uh, young, vivacious blonde is uh, brushing her hair. Just f- basking in post- post-coital bliss. With yes. no shirt on, literally no shirt. Yeah. Because I, you have to. I mean, it's two minutes in. I was thinking she might have had like a light blouse. She had a light blouse, but it was fully yeah. open. Oh, so oh trust me. I remember the scene. I remember the scene quite well. <laughs> I wish you could see his face right now. Low C's, pear-shaped. We'll get a picture Slight and post tan. It. He is glowing. Nipple. Yeah. The table's a little lopsided right now. Uh, so anyways, as she is see your brushing hands. her hair. Uh, she he doesn't need his hands. 
it's magic. Uh, she <laughs> she notices the person enter the room, who proceeds to viciously stab her to death, uh, with the butcher knife, not his penis, uh, and then walks downstairs, exits the house, where the young woman's parents arrive, and then you leave the POV shot to see that it's her younger brother, Michael Myers, and that is the beginning Wearing of the He is wearing a clown costume. And that's when you realize that the POV shot was shot through the eyes of the clown mask. Yes. Okay. Uh, And then it flash forwards to uh, like... To 1978. Yeah, it flash forwards like 20 years later. uh, And then you see that basically he's been kept in a mental asylum for the past two decades by his... uh, by a I think it was Loomis. Fif- 15 years or 18 years. I remember one of the quotes in there. Loomis says, I spent 10 years trying to help him. Yeah. I spent the latter part, eight years, five years, trying to keep him locked up. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Yeah, fucking Loomis, Mr. Donald Pleasance, mm-hmm. who is just a fucking badass. Okay. Just, Just one second. Anywho's. So, we're catching a theme here. Did yeah. He just come? I think so. <laughs> no, I mean the guy. The guy was just a badass. He was even yep. in. A, he was in Gross. Escape from New York, where he played the president. Saint Groves for Loomis. Jesus. He was also in uh, Prince of Darkness with another John Carpenter flick. So he's been keeping him locked up. Basically. So how many of these flicks did John Car- Carpenter uh, build? Lots. So he he directed the first one. He produced the second one because he basically said he would do the second one only because he was trying to get them to let him do the fog. Uh, he basically, he was, he wasn't like, he didn't anticipate this turning into a series. Well, uh, you can tell by the third one too, because the third one is just, well, because the third one was completely off. Hold the on, we'll, I- get, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. The whole idea from the start was that they were going to do an anthology series. Mm. Basically Halloween two was supposed to be Halloween three originally where it was going to be the first one was about Michael Myers, and then it was like every every year they make a different movie with a different director, and it's going to be Halloween, but it's like Black Mirror or any of those shows mm. that do like horror okay. stuff where it's like every movie or episode is going to be a different story. So is that why in the second one they made it seem like um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character was her – or? His sister? His sister. Yes, that was never originally planned. Yeah, because that was like a, that's like one of those things where you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, and the first one. It makes Halloween more fun because it seems like he's just going after the babysitter. Nobody for no reason. Like, you don't know what the thought process on him picking her specifically well, is. Well, you do. You do know why he picked Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's because she was uh, in his house. Uh, she was the babysitter. She or Her parents... Her dad was a realtor or something, and he was trying to sell the house, and they end up moving into the house. She's babysitting, uh-huh. and well, he, so Michael returns dro- home. She drops the keys off. Right. Yeah, so it's... And he's there. Which, I mean, originally, the whole thing was, it was it was just it was just happenstance. She just happened to be the one that he... But I personally like the change in part two, that they're family, because it still doesn't explain why he suddenly so many years later decided to break out or why he went nutso in the first place. They don't try and explain that from several, for several films, which they should have never tried to. Uh, so in the first film, she, uh, Laurie Strode is this young girl. He breaks out of the insane asylum, uh, 
finds you know a pair of like coveralls from like a mechanic and he also finds a mask uh he breaks into a store steals a couple of knives some rope and a, like a halloween mask well the halloween mask that he steals they actually created it for the film and what they did is uh because it was the late 70s they just took a captain kirk mask and they just like spray painted it white on the face because the the mask was so plain looking it just looked like a a faceless like body and the original uh term for his character is the shape because the it's just he looks like almost kind of like anamorphic he just looks kind of well the boogeyman yeah, yeah. you can kind of place your fears on him and he spends the film slowly very methodically and slowly stalking her and her friends taking out her friends one by one and then he finally decides to attack her all this time uh dr loomis has been like trying to track Michael Michael down and manages to uh, corner him along with Lori and then shoots Michael several times. Up until this point, no one has really done anything to Michael, but Loomis shoots him several times and he falls out of a second story window. And then uh, there's some dialogue between Loomis and Lori Strode, at which point Loomis looks outside and Michael has disappeared from where he was on the ground. The film... Nope. Wrong series. I know. The film ends with you hearing Michael's deep breath as it pans to different like places that we've been in the film where other people have died. And then the movie ends with his like, and then it ends on his old home dark. And then the film just cuts to black. And as a kid, that was fucking terrifying. Okay. 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 Now, it is believed that there is a set of rules that have been established for slasher films. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's the the tropes that have developed were Mark and Mark were eventually kind of adopted <laughs> as a go-to kind of it was mostly just what happens with any kind of movies where if you see something happen in a movie and it's profitable, <clears throat> the executives are going to be like, "Yeah, we want to see more of that. Underage sex and drinking. Yeah, the kids like that." That's that how in we there. cook a slasher stew. Yeah, because at a certain point this stuff wasn't, I mean, not that it was most of them weren't necessarily art in the first place, but when you get to a certain point, it's just, I mean, it's Hollywood. They're trying to make money. We get that. Yeah, so it's but Let's lay them down. What are some of these guidelines, if you will? Okay, well, it it depends on who the hero or heroine is. What's what's rule number one? Don't have sex. And why is that? Sex kills. Okay. Yeah. What's rule number two? Uh, I guess you don't want to call them rules, but uh, drugs. Uh, well, yeah, drug drug use, drinking, uh, anything like that. Basically, define authority mm-hmm. in any sense. This is so on rock and roll. Most man. of the most of the antagonists, the killers in these series, are from a traumatic experience. Yeah, most of them had something in their in their childhood, their upbringing that basically caused them to kill. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's I mean, that's just basically kind of reality. And most people don't just you know they're not like living like the the leave it to beaver lifestyle and then yeah, they turn I think I'll go kill the neighbor yeah yeah you know he uh he was a little late getting his mail this morning i think i'm gonna sodomize him with a stick of dynamite wow that was again this <laughs> is just deep. <laughs> looking into the mind of him and and him writing his slasher film we now know that dynamite up somebody's rectum <laughs> is just gonna be the 
the bee's knees. Correct. Totally killed him. <laughs> no, it's I gonna did... be an explosive scene. <laughs> if I did a if I did a slasher flick, it would probably take place all on the uh, the uh, prenatal and uh, like post birth section of a hospital. Say that again. If I was going to do a slasher flick, it would be in the prenatal and post-birth section of You're hospital. You're just going to kill pregnant people and babies? I didn't say that. <laughs> You've got to pay to see the film. He's just implying <laughs> that. It's not what's going to happen. You will never know. No, it's going to be at an abortion clinic. OBGN. That is a serial murder, man. Okay. Did I hear you say you have soda pops? Can you spare one? If you can, it's fine. So, you may not survive the movie if you've had sex. Never go anywhere by yourself. That's what I noticed. You may not survive the movie if you drink or do drugs. You may not survive the movie if you say, I'll be right back. Go somewhere by yourself. Hello, or who's there? And don't be a bully. If you're a bully, you die. (laughs) Right. Right? Now... Slasher films led to series, right? Yeah. This is kind of where the series of horror films kind of started to take precedence and really making huge strides in in making money off of very low-budget films, as we talked about earlier. Right, which eventually these movies, uh, at a certain point you have to start taking up the production value because you have to keep one-upping yourself. If you have a killer who kills two people in his first film, well, you're not going to have him kill one person in the second film. The The body count has to go up. The kills have to get gorier and more impressive to where, like, in the first in the first Friday the 13th film, the killer in the first Friday the 13th film would kill someone with, like, a knife to the throat. In, in Jason X, you see someone get their face dipped into a... What is it? Freezing material. Yeah, but I was going to say it's uh, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen. Yeah. And then their face is smashed on a table. So the the amount of money it takes to go get some latex and a little bit of fake blood and put a tube in there is a lot different to mock up an entire face and then freeze it and then smash it. So And also because of the sets in Jason X because it's in space. So that's just, you know. So But these movies, uh, they're profitable for a time. They make a couple and then... They'll be like, yeah, this one didn't do so hot. Let's kill the villain. And then they do that. And then, like, they market it as, this is the one where we kill the guy. So everyone comes and sees it. It's very profitable. And they're like, let's bring him back. Okay, so back to the rules, right? Mm -hmm. You never go upstairs. No. You never go to the barn. Well, but here's the thing. That rule is constantly broken. They never go upstairs. Oh, it is constantly broken, and they yeah. typically die. Yeah. Typically. Unless they're the main heroine. Unless they haven't had sex. Well, even even. But technically, that rule gets broken, too, because Sydney, Sydney Prescott... But Scream Series is all about defying the rules. Right, right. Because, like, her big struggle in that film is right after she immediately breaks the main rule of don't have premarital sex. Right, right. Uh, so, and the other rule, you never assume... The killer's dead. Oh, yeah. Ever. Like, if I was in a situation where there was, like, a slasher or some kind of serial killer, I would probably end up going to jail no matter how bad they were, just for the simple amount of evidence they would have of, like, okay, so you cut off all of the person's limbs, 
you then tied a chain around their torso and then dragged them behind your vehicle for 20 miles until they were literally just paced on the road. And I'm like, well, yeah. Is he they dead all, at that point? They, they always come back. Is he is he dead at that point? Could have possessed my vehicle. Might have to burn the vehicle, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I'm all... So, Halloween kind of sets precedent after you got Psycho, which is really considered maybe the first mainstream slasher film. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's Halloween. You get it; the, it gets the progenitor status, mm-hmm. where it, it, whereas it might not meet the flavor of all of the films it inspired, it is the one that kind of gave people this. Hey, there might be something to pissing the absolute shit out of people. Halloween turns into a series with seven films. Uh, well, let's see here. You have all the way up to Halloween 6, uh, which is the curse of Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you have H2O. Water. Uh, So that would be seven. (laughs) Halloween Halloween, water. (laughs) Halloween 20 years later. Halloween water. And then you have, after that, uh, Resurrection. So that's eight. Okay, so yeah. So eight in the original series. And then you have the two of the reboot, and then you have the The Rob Zombie. Yeah, and then you have the one where John Carpenter came back and for some reason decided that he was going to make a third movie, that or a second movie that doesn't count anything past the first movie. Right. So, and then in this new one, Laurie Strode is uh, no longer Michael Myers' sister. I don't know. I haven't seen it. You gonna watch it? It's been out for like three years, and no, I haven't seen it. So I'm not gonna. No. Gotcha. I don't like when people like piss on my fandom. So what was the what was the next slasher film to really come to the stage? Uh, that would probably be Friday the Thirteenth. Where is that? Uh, where's that paperwork I brought? Because I mean, there was other movies after that, but as far as ones that like really want to look up the absolute year, what do I say that was? Did I say it was 1983? For Friday the 13th? Yeah. I thought the first one came out in like 81. I bet Google would tell us. Hey, Google. Yes? What year did Friday the 13th? Oh, it's a secret. (laughs) God damn it, Google. (laughs) Sorry. So. Ladies and gentlemen. Ran reading. In silence. So, well, I guess, okay, so Halloween is its own subgenre of the slasher flick, where it's the holiday ones, which Friday the 13th would be the next of, but the, like, the next one uh, of the slasher flicks would be featuring my personal favorite of the slashers, uh, Bubba Jr., or as some people would know him, Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. Which would have prequeled. Because didn't Halloween come out in 78? Yes. So it was technically before. Yeah, but after Psycho. Right. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you could, uh, it does have elements of the slasher genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't really take focus as a slasher film until they started turning it into a series. Yeah, and it's, there's just other parts of it that I think are more powerful than it's got the cannibal horror mm-hmm. uh, the family it's got yeah. a good psychological thing too because when they pick up the hitchhiker yes the... like his his weirdness is more scary than 
some of the murders in the in the movie. Yeah, because uh, the the movie starts off there. There are a couple of friends, uh, one of whom is uh, paralyzed in a wheelchair, and he's probably the only person you would ever see in a wheelchair where you would love to kick them out of the wheelchair. The guy's a little shit. Yeah, I'd like to dump him out and just like yeah. kick him. Well, he's not gonna feel it anyway. I mean, just kick him in the ass a couple times and put him back in. So they're in this old VW van and they're driving around in Texas. Oh, no, it's a big old Dodge van, isn't it? Ass, cash, or grass. Nobody rides for I free. Was, I thought it was a VW van. You might be right, though. Uh, I watched it today. <laughs> no, you're right, because they they managed to fit, like, five people yeah, in there in that size. camera. But then they had just a bunch of shit in the back, like they were working, doing something weird. I don't understand. They were on the road, man. They were just living life, But man. they pick up this this random hitchhiker who's got, like, kind of long, stringy hair, kind of balding, bad mustache. Uh, and he's got, like, a birthmark on yeah, his weird, face. weird face birthmark. And he like just he starts talking to them, and these are kind of like summer of love type kids, where they're like all like you know pretty unoffensive. He does unassuming. have a, he has an odd gait to his his speech too. He doesn't yeah like hey, hey yeah. yeah he's just he's jittery and odd and weird and the kind of guy you don't want to pick up as a hitchhiker. Yeah, he's kind of like the like if I if I ever did have kids and I walked into their like elementary school. Like, if I walked into them and I saw him as the janitor, I would know that my kids were living a horror movie. <laughs> uh, but he he's talking to them, and they're kind of, you know, they're they're hippie-ish, but he's kind of like a, you know, backwoods hillbilly. So he's talking to them about the fact that he used to be the killer at a uh, at a abattoir, a butcher house. Yeah. Or, or not a butcher house, but a Slaughter. uh, slaughterhouse. Uh, and he used to be the guy with the hammer, because they're... Now they use like a bolt gun, bolt gun, where it just puts it up against the side of the bull's head, just like in the movie No Country for Old Men. Well, he, back in the day when they didn't have that kind of stuff, they just took a sledgehammer, uh, and they get like really offended, and he gets mad at them, and he slashes. He's like slashing his own face, I believe. Cuts his own hand. Cuts his own. Borrows hand. a knife from the guy and cuts his hand with his knife. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he goes after the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah, I believe, and cuts his leg. Cuts his arm. Pulls out a. Like a shaving straight razor. Yeah, straight razor and Cut, slashes, slashes his, arm. his arm. And then they get pissed at him, obviously, and kicks him out. Because he takes a picture of him and then puts, like, gunpowder on the picture and lights a picture on fire and then sticks it back in his weird little meat sack that he's carrying around. Yeah, it's like spirit bag. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Because that one, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, is this, like Pet Cemetery for me where Pet Cemetery is one of those movies where, like, to this day... Like if I if I walk into a room and it's on, I'll get like a kind of a chill down my spine. Yeah, horror just kind of you know I play horror games all the time, and it's like I get excited by it, but I don't get scared by that stuff. But those first ones that I watched as a kid, those ones are imprinted on me. It's like the it's like the first time you saw like you you went into a changing room and your uncle was in there and you saw something you weren't supposed to. It's like anytime you see that uncle's face, you're just like, <sighs> so much bush. Why did we not get cut in this family? <laughs> Jesus fuck. Okay, yeah. we're gonna stop you on that one. Okay, uh, okay so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Seventy four, Halloween seventy eight, Friday the thirteenth, nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Before we move forward, I have the cover of the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um which came out in eighty six. I would like to point out the uh, likeliness, or the the likeness... <laughs> to the judge from nothing but trouble? To the judge from nothing but trouble. 
You're welcome. I noticed that too the other okay. day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're not alone. I mean, it's pretty goddamn spot on. Yeah. So the thing about these, uh, the the Texas Chainsaw movies, they have a couple of characters where they're played by different actors, but they kind of have the the same shtick, where it's like you have the, the same, same trope. Yeah. The same. The same trope. Trope it up. Where you have the hitchhiker character from the first movie, right? <laughs> well, basically, in every movie after that, in the Texas series, even if that character dies in the film, when we visit that family again, you see that same style of character. Where you see the hitchhiker character, well, in every film after, most mostly, you will see a character like that. You have the cook character who is the character who is the cook for the family, the one that does the family business of cooking barbecue with long pig, which is the term for human meat for people. cannibals. It's people! It's made out of people. Uh, so you have different characters like that, where, and then you have, obviously, Leatherface, who is the most fucked up member of the family, who is... Uh, he runs around with a chainsaw. The... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he uh, wears the uh, the faces of women as mask. He's and he's actually based on, and this is where the movie gets some of its inspiration is from Ed Gein, Ed Gein, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Gein, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where it gets its inspiration is from him. And uh, funny story, I'm trying to remember who exactly it was. But, uh, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, I'm trying to remember who did it. The person who did the voiceover for the beginning of the film. Do you know who that was? Uh, John Lorquette. Yeah, John, John, uh, Lorquette from Night Court. Thank God it. You guys are totally <laughs> off key because I'm sure it's hey, copyrighted. Hey, baby, want to play with my Lincoln Lock? Oh, I loved Night Court in the '80s. Oh, Bull was great. Oh yeah, Bull could have definitely. Well, act, Bull actually has been in a couple of horror things, I think. All right, so now, whoop, whoop, there we go, there we go. I wonder what Judge Reinhold's doing these days. Bum bum. <laughs> I, I, I don't like to kick people when they're down. <laughs> Probably hanging out with Steve Gutenberg somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Gutenberg has been doing some work some yeah uh, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, that movie he did with uh, what was it Shelley Long it was that like that couple year span after she left Cheers where like she's like a, a romance novelist and she and he plays her fat brother and she turns him into a hunk uh-uh. Oh God! It is. You should see it. It is fucking horrible. Sounds like a slasher. It's <laughs> a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's horrible. Like I would do a whole podcast on it, but I would never want to podcast again. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll do it. At, we'll talk about it after the podcast. So then we get into Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, okay. uh, which was uh, Mr. Cunningham. Uh, I'm spacing on his first name right now. Uh, but he... As the director? Yeah, director. Uh, he basically... It's the kind of thing where, because of Halloween... Sean. Sean Cunningham, thank you. Uh, it was kind of a convergence thing where they already knew they wanted to kind of go in the vein of the whole like 
uh, holiday horror thing. And he, like they had the they had the poster for Friday the Thirteenth before they had anything about the movie. They basically sold the movie before they even had well, like, an idea for I it. I mean, just looking here, the budget for this movie, Friday the Thirteenth, one of the most prolific horror franchises. Okay, one of the most well known horror characters. Budget on this film seven hundred thousand dollars. And that's where the lucrative side of this comes in. Box most, office. Most of that money was probably spent on Kevin Bacon. Just saying. Box office. No, he 59. wasn't even because he wasn't a draw at this point. Fifty nine point eight million dollars. Wow. Now again, this goes back to where Rand points out how many people bought tickets for other films and snuck into it because they right. off him almost immediately. It was also a joke, Randable. Come on, bud. I wasn't busting your balls. I'm just saying. Me too. I'm not Zach. Ooh. Shots fired. Shots no fired. Blow. Whoa, bud. Whoa, bud. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hey, settle it down. No, we'll get to this. that. We'll get to that. Friday the 13th. But the the kicker with Friday the 13th is Jason Voorhees was not the killer. I actually, uh, when the when the video game came out, I actually had a couple of extra keys for the game. Mm-hmm. And I actually did like a sweepstakes on my uh, on my Twitch channel. Okay. Where I told people, hey, hey I'm just going to ask you. Wait a minute. You-, you had keys for this game and didn't bother to give me one? Uh, you didn't have a PC back then, bud. And I bought it for you on Xbox. No, I didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, I didn't. You already got the smoke and the weed out of the way. Might as well get the premarital sex, motherfucker. I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die. You're the only one that's going to live. Hey, tr- trust me. <laughs> a- a- I'm dead instantly. Any slasher that saw you would know the true horror would be letting you live. Going through this life. Whoa. Ouch. Whoa. Ouch. Shots fired. So. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so in the original Friday the 13th, I would ask them all sorts of questions. And one of the ones I would be like is I'd be like, hey, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? Oh, J- Jason. And some people even said Freddy, where I was just like, what the fuck are you wanting to play this game? Because <laughs> they just wanted to stream it. Uh, and I had to point out, like, no, actually. And, you know. If Can you, you do it in your super serious voice, though? What? No, actually. Okay. I, I want your I want your radio voice I'm going to preface this if you if you at all like horror or thinking about watching horror movies from watching or listening to us go watch any film that we talk about before we get too in deep into it having said that Friday the 13th actually is a movie about a mother who's uh, her young like hydrocephalic son who had like facial deformity was basically left to drown in a lake at this camp uh, because all of the counselors were off having, wouldn't Pre- you know it, premarital sex and yeah. doing drugs. Yeah. Sure, it wasn't just that he smelled like hot dogs. <laughs> well, you find that out later. Ah, yeah. yes. You find that out later. I just, I just want to have one more really big awkward moment of silence after that. All right. Nailed it. That was pretty good. Well, I mean, when you think about it, it, he probably was just the dog water that his dad could push out. He wasn't the primo (laughs) sperm. The best part is he said awkward silence, and then I'll just edit that part out. So it'll just be, oh, that was awkward. Oops. Uh, So, yeah, and then, so all through the film, you don't know who the killer is. And it turns out it was actually uh, Betsy Palmer, who at this point, she was like, she was like, uh, like, leave it to Beaver mom. Like, everyone knew her as this, like, sweet old lady. And the only reason she took the job is because when they called, she was like she was looking to buy a new Benz, and they were 
they just wanted her to come up for like a day or two to like basically be the killer for a couple of minutes because the rest of the time it was a stunt person. So she was like, well, I can buy a new car if I do this. And then she she ended up becoming like, you know, whore royalty because she's the crazy mom who like killed all these kids. And these kids weren't even the ones that let her son drown. Right. And then after the success of the first film, they were like, holy wow. shit, we can't do another one because we killed off the villain. And what are we going to do? So at the end of the first one, um, there's a scene. It's a dream sequence, correct? Where she's in the boat and then the child pops up. And... Right. Jason basically comes yeah. back to life, which whether or not it's a dream sequence still to be determined okay i mean it's at the time it was supposed to be a dream sequence but well because that's that's the biggest thought on it is because it's like you see that the ending of that part and you're just like okay he's a little kid and then every movie after that he's like just this stack just been in the gym all day every day yeah it's uh it's the gym underwater no I mean, I've heard water aerobics is really good for your oh, body. Man, that's oh, good the, for the you. plyometrics you can do underwater well, is just amazing. <laughs> let's just say calisthenics. They get to the end of this movie, they have really good success with it, and they're like, you know what? It's time for another horror film. Let's oh. make it another one. That yeah, was a decent transition. Bear, bear, bear. It was a you better know. transition than Sleepaway Camp. We're gonna get to that one here in just yeah. a minute because we're getting right into that that timeline mm-hmm. okay so, so now now we've we've established that slasher films a make have, money have murder murder of groups murder of, and suicide groups of people mm-hmm. typically by a blade or blunt object or you know a bees hive it's the first time i saw that one but uh pretty good kill scene not gonna lie yeah and then you have i mean you have because Slasher is a subgenre of the horror framework of right. the horror genre, but then you even have subgenres of slasher. Slasher, where you have the Italian ones, you have the splatter, right? And that's where you have like an like an over exaggerated amount of gore, other stuff. Uh, so yeah, so you had the first one; it was really successful, and they were like, "What are we going to do?" And they just decided they were going to have Jason come back, and it turned out that. He, they, I mean, it's never explained fully. It's it's one of a couple of things, depending on how much you've gotten into the series, where either, A, he never really died. He just went underwater, partially drowned or whatever, and was, like, permanently had, like, brain damage because of it. Maybe he had gills. You know, I, I never thought of it that way. I'm, I mean, it, it is a possibility. Maybe he had gills. Uh, so he... And then he starts living in the woods... Which he does have a shack in the woods we see later, right? Where he, and doesn't he have the mom's? Yeah, he has the severed the head, head. Yeah, the head. Which he keeps that and also her sweater that she was wearing that night. He keeps in the shack, right? Uh, so, uh, maybe lose my train of thought. Well, and he also kind of has the same um, mindset of the psycho paradox. Where you have... Doing it for his mother. Right. Yeah. You know, he's got the mind control. Because he hears his mom talking to him uh, throughout the films. Well, in the fir- in the first one, she hears him talking to her. Right. But I'm saying in, in the ones where he is the actual villain, there are scenes where she's talking to him. Mm, not that I recall. In the video game, there is. Oh, is it just the video game? Yeah, just at least that I can remember. I don't remember. I was pretty sure that there were some scenes in the movie where she was talking to him, well, too. Well, like in Freddy vs. Jason, 
there is, but it's like supposed to be like one his dream world and also Freddy at certain times. I gotcha. So there is that, but you're never sure whether it's her talking to him or now. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do we do we classify this as a slasher film? Yes, yes. Nightmare on Elm Street is solely in the slasher flick. Uh, it is kind of it's unique among the slasher flicks, in whereas the the killer is so charismatic and so boisterous. Where most of the time it's just like a mute murder machine, right? Unless it's Chucky, we'll, uh, we'll get to that one too. Yeah. So, so Chucky and like Fred Krueger are uh, definitely they're like the uh, the Donahue and Jerry Springer. Of it's kind of the first time I would say Freddy was kind of the first time where you had the slasher killer actually have a script. Yeah, they actually you know? had like character they had to yeah. play, and that's why for Freddy. They they just didn't get just like a regular stuntman. They got a guy who was like a like a trained actor. <clears throat> and what was his name? Um, Robert England. Yeah, Robert England. Yeah, Robert England. And he, he played Freddy. He still plays Freddy. Uh, well, no, he the, he played him on an episode. The, okay. hmm? Didn't he play? He played him until the until uh, the new movie came out. Yeah, they did a remake a few years ago, and they did that one with Earl uh, Earl Haley. I can't remember his full name, but the one who played Rorschach. In the Watchmen film, he played the new Freddy Krueger. But after that, seen that one. Yeah, after that, Robert England came back to play uh, Freddy on an episode of a uh, like '80s style sitcom. Okay. Um, so yeah, but at this point, he's pretty much probably done. You think so? He's what in his '80s now? He's seventy-three. Seventy-three. Yeah. He's yeah, he's up there, and he's just kind of accepted that you know it's he's, he's had his time okay. and. Yeah, and I mean, he might have gotten soured a little bit on having the character kind of taken from him hmm. for the remake. I mean, and, and plus, if they did do it with a seventy-three-year-old man, it'd be much like uh, the Crystal Skull, <laughs> where everybody's going, "What's up with the old guy?" Yeah. Well, but the thing is, is because of the fact that he's in prosthetics, you wouldn't notice the age because anything that requires stunts. Oh, man, you'd have can you imagine man. him just handing the claw down to another? <laughs> Which I mean, that series, I I don't want any remakes or more reboots of any of this stuff that I grew up with. I just like honestly, just come up with your own new shit. There's so much stuff you could still do. You know, I think that's where you need to come in, man. I'm sure you got your own slasher character that's going to be the next mainstream slasher character, and we're all going to come up with a budget here of about fifty bucks a piece. Okay, so you got two hundred bucks here on the table. Should I go, should go I announce, wild? Bro. Should I announce it now? Hey, you know what? We'll get a GoFundMe Trump, Trump, going. Trump, 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 Maga, 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 Maga. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Is that guy a buffalo? What's he doing? <laughs> I, I saw an orange glint in the woods, Mama. <laughs> only if you make it the if only if you make it the uh, Trump from Family Guy. Where Just, his weapon is the hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, so you've got all the mainstream, we haven't talked about it yet, but Chucky. You know, you've got the Possessed Doll, which turned into, Jesus, like 12 films now. Uh, the, the Child's Play ones? Yeah. Well, you have the one remake. We have Okay, so you have Child's Play, Child's Play 2, uh, and then you start getting into the Chucky No, series. you have Child's Play 3. Okay, yeah, that's right. That Was that the War Games one? Yeah, that was, the one where, school. that was the oh, one where the original yeah. kid goes to, like, the military school. Right. And then it was Bride. Bride. And then, and then Seed. The Seed. 
Curse. And then the Curse. And then the one after Curse. I, and then they had the remake. And then they did the remake, which actually, if they were going to do a remake, they at least did it right, because they treated it like it wasn't actually a dude possessing him. Well, that was the reason they did that was because of rights. It was it was a full on like, oh no, it's a malfunction in the system. Oh, they, they went complete fucking small uh, Universal Soldiers or whatever. No, small yeah, soldiers. Small soldiers. Yeah. yeah, it was. I haven't seen where it, it glitched out, and I thought it was great. I thought it was a great. I, take I on it. as a reboot, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. It was its own story. It's honestly, it's one of those ones I keep meaning to watch. <laughs> I just like the head wrapped but up. But it's it's one of those things where it's like. <laughs> For any remake or reboot of an established character or series that I love, this is my feeling when someone tells me about it or I see it on a shelf or on a streaming service. I imagine that it's like dating a girl through all of high school. She was your first kiss, first hand job, first blow job, first sexual experience, you know, and you guys both went up to different colleges and then you guys went your separate ways. And then you find out 10 years later that she's in like a gain bane porn. Right. Bukaki, bro. Got a number? And you weren't involved. <laughs> and I wasn't involved, but I see it there on Pornhub. Do I really want to watch that? Do I really want to see? Oh, fuck yeah. Do yeah. I, do I want to watch that? his heartbeat. Yeah, because you, yeah. you want to know what she's still playing with, you know? <laughs> no, but I'm saying this, like, this treasured part of your childhood, do you want to see it just railed by, like, 30-odd guys? Why does everything they all you're referen- <laughs> everything you've referenced tonight has turned into... Tentacle porn, bukkake. Okay, I'm not the one that brought up tentacle porn. I did not bring up tentacle porn. I believe it was Mr. Brentus Brockus who brought up the tentacle porn. Hey, man, don't blame me for your mistakes. (laughs) You're the one that brought up tentacle porn. Okay. I just happened to reference the greatest of all time. (laughs) With quotes. (laughs) I've never physically seen it, so. I was was shown it by my brother and his girlfriend when I was 12 years old. That was... That's oh, me. Man. On a that's on me. a pirated VHS that they like smuggled in the country through God, customs. That's unfortunate. And it like, came in like you're... this it came in the same crate that the Mogwai from Gremlins came from. Oh man. <laughs> this is some back alley shit. <laughs> I broke him for a second. I broke him. So now we're gonna get into what I call I don't want to call them the B rated films, but really they are. Right? Okay. So it's pretty much any slasher film, really. You after had, I, I mean, I don't know. There's probably thousands, yeah, of slasher films that most people don't even know about, right? You say slasher film, and people are going to name off Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Freddy Krueger, Child's Play, yeah, okay, Never and then Lump Street into right. the uh, new age where you have Scream and uh, Valentine. I know what you did yeah. last summer. All of those I know what you did last up. summer. Uh, would Final Destination be one? Happy Death Day. Final Destination. We talked about this earlier. That's more of a supernatural mm-hmm. thriller. Yeah. I mean. However. Death is always side, coming for you. Sidebar on that. Uh, Final Destination has the highest body count of all horror movies. Oh. Really? Interesting fact. Yeah. Go- Google it. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, you kind of get into the, like I said, th- those are the newer age, uh, you know, when you get into the mid-90s, 2000s, obviously we still have slasher films. Mm. Like I said, Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream yeah. 76, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, the slasher films, uh, they took Happy a Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day 2, Yeah, they kind of they died down probably from the early, early 90s through the mid-late 90s. Well, yeah, because in the... 
by the like mid '90s, you started dealing more with it. Like it was like teen dramas and uh, like Back science. To the Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, science fiction flicks like Independence Day and stuff. Action films. Men in Black. Yeah, westerns. Quite a wild, few wild good, west. Good westerns. It's, it's like, <laughs> like they, the Will Smith, like, bro. Unforgiven. They were chasing the technology, mm-hmm. and <coughs> Fresh Prince. The technology for a slasher film is is pretty bare. I mean, yeah, yeah you can do blood, guts, and gore, but. That's pretty simple. I mean, when, you, you had know, Jur- Jurassic Park. I mean, it was it was kind of the dawn yeah. of the CGI and the you know. Oh yeah. And the these killers wear out, they wear out their welcome. You have Freddy Krueger shows up, and the first time he shows up, he's like, "I'm gonna be in your dreams," and then like, how many wet dreams can you have though? All the wet dreams. Well, let's just put it this way: there's a, <laughs> oh, God. There, there's a water bed in the first movie, and I could fill it up without water. Uh, <laughs> who? Gross. Who? Who, uh, Johnny a, Depp. Damn it. Who took it from me. Yep. The bed scene. <laughs> he didn't even have to ask the yeah, question. The, the bed scene. <laughs> yeah. Guys in the bed. Oh, yeah. This was around the same time he was doing 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. He was. Dude, didn't he have like a, what was it, like a crop top shirt on and he's laying there with his headphones on? He's just yeah, like, he was wearing yeah. like a, it was like a cutoff. I think it was, if my mind is remembering correctly, it was like a cutoff yellow, like football jersey with like green lettering and like jeans. Which, like, crop tops for guys was like a thing in but the 80s. But, man, they cut them high. Yeah. Holy smokes. They were nipple covers. That's it. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you could almost see the pepperoni. Like, you can't show <laughs> nipples or armpits, but show the whole rest. Yeah. And that's nowhere near the second uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, because that's the one that's got all the homoerotic stuff. <laughs> Quit licking your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was doing my LL Cool J thing. Gross. Hey, the guy that plays the Dude, uh, almost said knock you out. Bro. The guy, the guy that plays like the the like Italian looking uh, friend in uh, part two was actually a pretty good looking dude. Yeah, I was a little bit off on the color. Crop top, looking good, Johnny. It, I hear he's a mess now. By the way, well, yeah. I, you know what? Beat, he got beat up by his old lady, man. Here's and the then deal: she sued him. Well, he she ain't got no teeth. She fucked him hard, and I mean he lost. All he can't do pirates anymore. Like Disney cut him from all their shit. Robert Downey Jr. is trying to get him a job on the new Sherlock Holmes yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean he they like fucking blacklisted. Neither one Hollywood. of them are good people. because yeah. <laughs> I actually I saw like a thing where he was at an event and he was uh, I won't go too much into it, but he was basically advocating for like the assassination of someone. Huh. Agent Orange. Yeah, that'd be huge. Huge. <laughs> but. Back to slasher flicks. Okay. Yeah. Segway into so, uh, another. Whoa. Watch where you're splashing uh, beers. <sighs> right? That was almost the soundboard. That could have been a real fucking nightmare, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Would have been a humdinger. Uh, Don't worry, guys. Start getting I'll into... go outside and get the spare board from the barn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got Let a couple just... transistors out there. Let me just take a rip off this toasty spliff real quick. Hold on. I've got a flashlight for you. The batteries should be charged. Neato burrito. I'm out of here, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Are you a virgin? Big, J, Big no. J's been gone yeah, for a fun. long time. You know, I do believe it was some 20-odd years ago old man Jenkins was around these parts. Didn't he have a hook no for seen, a hand? No one's seen him in 20 years. I'm fine. Bye. Hey, what's uh, this? Oh, my God. Help B- me. Big J's been gone for a while. Hook we should for go a hand. find him. 
hook I, for a hand. No, I he had a run. butter churn for a penis. I could <laughs> run back to the safety of the studio. Instead, I'm going to run over there to the witches where they're burning the weird shit across the way. Yes, just no. past the running car in the uh, police station. Is this a pentagram? Oh, God. <laughs> Not the bees. So... We're gonna, gonna go, go. We're gonna go back a little bit, machetes. back to the early '80s, mm-hmm. and we get into what I like to call the B-rated, or yeah. the, the less mainstream, the fun ones. Yeah, you made me watch one <laughs> just before the podcast. No, tonight. you don't get to call that B-rated, bud. That's well, primo I, well, grade I wanna, beef. I want to ask you: Was that movie in theaters? Yeah. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Any place that currently has an like, opiate epidemic, because the kids that grew up watching that movie beat their children. Oh, Oakley. Okay, cool. Yeah. This movie was called Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> and I've got to tell you, I mean, it was piss poor acting. Uh, in the first oh, the kids five minutes. Like no, they won't. But it's twists and tones, and it twists <laughs> the, your brain. The first what? five minutes, you see some people get ran over by a boat. And, of course, you know, they're like... Oh no, what happened? You know, I just want to say the the choices that the main character, the actor, actress uh took. Uh <laughs> no pun intended there. Those choices took some real balls. <laughs> it's nuts. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you you struck on some huge chords in that movie that mm. would pretty much be socially unacceptable. In today's age, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> in the me. first in the first five in the first five minutes, you Jesus. have like a you have a six foot fat like sh- cook at a a kid's summer camp bragging that he, he looks like me and it's terrifying. And brags that he likes underage uh, tang. And all of his buddies are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do dirtbag. Get it, get it. Oh get yeah, it. get those preteen girls. And then he takes her back to the walk-in. To give her something to eat. And nobody calls him on it. They're all just like, oh, that's weird. You're pulling your pants up as two kids terrifyingly run out of the walk-in. Yeah, the only you person know. that does anything is like the 13-year-old boy that finds him with the yeah. girl. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm watching this. Don't give it away. I'm not going to give it away. But there is some serious mind fuck in this movie. Dude, twist, turns. It's Tran- everything it's, you want. Listen, Don't it's a lot nothing of... nothing about the crying. It game. is one heavy transition. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's ups, there's downs, there's rights, there's lefts. But there's you're, Filipinos, the whole nine yards. Yeah. You, you basically yards, have whatever. every characteristic of a slasher film in this movie. Pretty much. Okay. Now, give us, give us just a tidbit. We don't need synopsis or anything, but I want some titles. Of horror flicks? Slasher film. Not horror, but slasher. Uh, that you would consider be real be rated like yeah be real start leaving off cyber yeah, be well, real, okay well i told you guys about one earlier sorority babes at sorority babes at the slime ball bowl rama oh good grief dude that's a d film <laughs> now was this way low. was this film in theaters yeah i'm pretty much all of these films would have found their way to at least one theater no no i'm saying mainstream theaters well yeah because fully I mean, released yeah you gotta remember bud like movie theaters wasn't necessarily just like you have like the Edwards, you know, big branches. There was a lot more mom and pop places back in the day. Uh, so yeah, most of these movies at least had like limited runs somewhere. Dude. Okay. It was kind of like Silent Night, Deadly Night. 
yeah, I t- I put that one on the list for you guys. I think I put the second one on there. Mm-hmm. I don't. None of you got to I watch didn't see it. No. Uh, Prom night. Yeah. I watch that one. one. Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, uh, is would possibly be the best one to watch. Tripping balls high. I can actually show you guys a quick clip from it if you want to see Dude, it. Dude, I'm just saying, you know, for the horror genre, not slasher specifically. Dude, Stephen King killed it. Like yeah, his it's, books, Master, it's Master King. Holy shit! But you got to remember too. You do that much Stephen, cocaine, and you're Stephen have King's all books are fantastic. Is. But he hated I mean, almost every movie that was released. Well, yeah, but like the movies that got released off of his books, are like what Christine. There was. Well, you could go on for hours. Oh, dude. Christine, Cujo, Tommyknockers, yep. Shawshank, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Well, just all in the eighties. Well, talking more for <laughs> I mean, Green was the a great stand, movie. The Stand TV movie. The Stand. Movie. Was the Langoliers uh, Stephen King? It. Yes. Yeah. That terrified the shit yeah. out of me as you a had, kid. Yeah. Like, it. The Langoliers. Shit, and I had man. the biggest um, crush on the girl in the Langoliers. Car- oh, oh, oh. Carrie. I thought she was gorgeous. Yep, Carrie. I mean, these were all. They're all Stephen King books. Well, it had Balky. It's insane. Yeah, it did. Yeah, from. Uh, he was a bad what, guy. What, Strange Cousins? Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers, that's it. Like, I had no real idea, like, how influential the into the horror genre well, Stephen King really was. No, there's, was, there's a jackass. There's yeah. a but reason. He was someone who was, like, abused when he was younger. There's a re- These guys are having a sub-conversation <laughs> over here while we're having a sub-conversation. <laughs> Stephen King was is considered the master of horror. Like, I mean, it's insanity. Period. When you say horror, most people think of basically three people. Well, it's like, I Wes knew. Craven, John Carpenter... And Stephen King. Like, I knew it, but I didn't realize that, like, all of these movies came out in the 80s. And, like, what was Pet Cemetery came out in the 80s? Mm-hmm. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Like, fuck, dude. I mean, that was kind of... But, again, you got to remember, like I said, these were all loosely based on his books. And, see, Silver Bullet, I would classify as a slasher flick. And Gary Even though Busey the... is a king in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Gary Busey is a The fucking... crazy uncle? Oh, yeah. man. Uh, but like... the killer, I mean, the, it's called Silver Bullet. The killer is a werewolf. Uh, won't won't give much more than that away, but it's a slasher flick in the way that the werewolf does its thing, and the the werewolf. So is that what is you more terrifying as a, a human? That's what you would classify as a slasher flick. Is like the way that the kills are done is like slash. Not yeah. necessarily no. because we like, talked about this earlier. That's it's, my biggest thing is I want to know like because I'm trying to figure out the that's the standard a horror film like the you know the sub sub genres but then so you've got well you've got horror yeah. as a general and you break horror down you've got slasher mm-hmm. you've got science fiction you've got paranormal yeah. you've got thriller you know like um the bone collector is a thriller suspense horror yeah right you've got a killer out there but it's more realistic it's i mean this guy's murdering people and collecting their bones. So, like, Maniac would be, like... That's a slasher. A killer, like, the heart... But, the, like, Maniac's technically, like, almost serial killer-ish, well, in a the, sense. the hard fact that I would cite would be, regardless of how they're doing it, why they're doing it, a, a person, a killer... It fits a certain trope. Murdering a group of people. A murderer murdering a group of people. Whether or not they're using a Is that blade. a dog barking in the background I hear? I don't know, but I'm pretty oh. sure I heard trope. Hey, 
there's something outside bothering the dog. I'll go check it out, guys. <laughs> you better hurry, Randy. It's upstairs. <laughs> Just like ten minutes later, you hear the killer screaming, He's brutally sodomizing me! Why is My his ass. pants off? My ass! Yeah. Listen, that happens, and we're all going out that door. <laughs> and then Katie can't find her curling iron. Start the truck. We gotta go. <laughs> Just Randy with a curling iron by himself. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, uh, there I, was somebody in here. I swear, guys. I would actually, I would actually use the ball hitch off sex truck. <laughs> oh, that's a two and five eighths. <laughs> oh, I'd use the square side. Oh god, oh, god. that's only two inch. Better than triangle. Okay, I'd use side. the ball. You know what I do? I'd lube that son of a bitch up real nice. Turn that son of a bitch sideways and stick it straight up his candies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do wrestling. That makes point. me want to do some. Pepto or something. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I will end you. So, let's go through this. I know you guys are kind of weak into the slasher films, but... And I'm balls deep. Hell, you're further than balls deep, bud. Like (laughs) Elbow. You you basically climbed into the womb. Oh, I've I've got the the plastic glove all the way up to my elbow and like, yep, I can can feel the cervix. We're good. See my hand. What... Is your favorite slasher film? Film. Not character, but Ooh. film. My favorite slasher film. Mm-hmm. That's a I whole mean, lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> that is that is a trope. Oh. I'll mark it down. I mean, the killer in student bodies is actually called the breather. Okay. Uh, but as I as I told you, like for me. There is a distinction between like my favorite series, my favorite movie. Right, that's why I'm saying, what is your favorite film? My favorite f- slasher film uh, would probably... And this could be a single film from a series. This could be an independent film by itself. This could be a one-off film that nobody's ever heard of. Well, for me, it's, it, it's because of the, the immediate sequel to it kind of goes along with it i was a kid when i saw these so i don't know i didn't know everything that adults knew or people in the industry knew so i just took these films as they were presented at the time and it was halloween one and two okay at so as we discussed at the end of the first movie michael is shot and then falls off the balcony and then disappears doesn't he fall out of a window yeah he falls well uh, he falls out of a window down off the roof into the yard and, yeah, and Loomis and and uh, Schroeder there, and they start chatting for a minute. Yeah, and... she's like, "Was that the boogeyman?" Yeah, and he's like, "I do believe it was. I do believe it was the boogeyman." Or I think he at least says like, "As a matter of fact, it was," uh, which is fucking chilling as a kid to hear that shit, because like I'm you know suddenly I'm in a dark house and there's a sound of breathing and it's like, "Where is he at in the house? Maybe he's in your house." Uh, so the second one opens up with Lori being taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops finding all of the teenagers dead from the last film, which one of the kids was the the sheriff for the town's daughter. So he's she was hot. Uh, Annie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's taken to the hospital and she's being looked at. Well, then Michael finds his way to the hospital and one by one like kills the staff while looking for her. Meanwhile, Loomis is still... I'm on a roll tonight. See, you could definitely not be a slasher, and you wouldn't surprise shit. Uh, So, uh, and then the movie ends with uh, Loomis sacrificing himself, supposedly, 
to burn up Michael once and for all. So that's how the second one went. So end all be all, your favorite film, Halloween 1 and or 2. Yeah, Halloween 1 and 2 together, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, it's, again, there's so many different, like, caveats I could put on it where it's, like, you know, like, enjoyable versus I recognize as being the best film. Because then there's also The Hitcher. Mm -hmm. Hitcher had C. Thomas Howell and Rudger Hauer. And that movie, uh, that one is right there as well, where it's, it's, and he's like Michael Myers in that you never know why the fuck this guy is doing this shit. And Rudger Hauer, you're talking about the guy who was the main replicant from uh, Blade Runner. And this dude, I don't, if you guys ever saw Blade Runner, there's a point at the end of the movie where, like, you know he could just kill Harrison Ford's character. But instead, he's, like, petting a dove or some shit. And he's, like, giving this beautiful monologue about how he's, like, you know, uh, he's seen all this stuff across the galaxy that humans could never think about. And he's going to die and it'll just, it'll just disappear like tears and rain. And then imagine that guy playing like a brutal psychopath, like running along the highways, trying to get a uh, a ride in someone's car. Okay. So so Hitcher and Halloween, it's kind of back and forth on which one of those it would be. Who's your favorite slasher character? Uh, my favorite slasher, well, my favorite slasher would be Bubba slash Junior slash Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Okay. Uh, and that's probably because he's probably the one that I could most convincingly cosplay. If I wanted to go to a horror, <laughs> well, because okay, oh boy, well I could do Jason. Because, well, anybody could really do Jason. Well, here's the thing, like I said, they always have to one up these things, and when you have someone like Robert England, and you're making him your staple character, you can't really do much with him because he's going to stay the same shape. You can do a little bit different with the makeup, and you can have him say "bitch" more, <laughs> and, you, and can have the kills get worse. But with Jason, they kept on recasting. So he started to get taller and bulkier and more menacing. Oh, so excuse me. Where he Puberty sucks, man. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm, behind, I'm by myself and my babysitter's not around. Uh-oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Remember me, Killer Slayer 69? <laughs> Ten years ago you killed me in Call of Duty and I said I'd fuck your mom. Scold. Here I am. Uh, so... Again, I lost my frame. Jason, size, shape, yeah, demeanor, so, dick size. Eat a dick, bud. You're the one that's over here so just he, jerking him off. If Okay, if you've seen the movies, he started off in his first appearance that we know is not a dream sequence where he was basically like, you know, maybe maybe 5'10", five, 5'9"-ish, five, and he was just kind of heavy set. He was, you know, he, he wasn't like a brick shit house. Uh, he was around my size. So the first few movies, yes, I could convincingly do a cosplay. Uh, towards the end of Jason's run, they were only letting like six foot six, six foot seven guys play him. Because they have to keep... Now, how do you explain that this character is? Eh, it's fucking movies. I mean, he kind of started as Danny DeVito and ended up as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Size-wise. Uh, he was a little <laughs> bit bigger. Well, I mean, when he was a kid, yeah. Uh, so I could do that. But as far as... Uh, you know, I obviously I couldn't pull off Freddy Krueger. They'd be like, "Well, after you shove the kids in the like oven, did you eat them?" Uh, that wouldn't hey, work. Fat Freddy. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's no. what I was going for. Was Fat Freddy? Freddy thirty seven. <laughs> Freddy got fat. But you know, the the Bubba character, uh, he 
you know, he cuts people up and eats them. So I look like I could do that. Uh, and it's, I'm going to scoot away from him. Cause he's like, <laughs> yeah, Bubba eats people. looks like I could do that. Well, there's, you know, there's the hillbilly redneck vibe about it. It's, you know, it takes place in Texas and there's, uh, which if you guys haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, it has Dennis Hopper and he is fucking nuts in the movie. Like he actually goes to like a D&B supply or some kind of place and he buys chainsaws, buys holsters for them and basically wears them like guns to go take on this family. Nice. Because his like uh I didn't know they made holsters for he, chainsaws. Dennis Hopper, I believe. I kind of want one now. If I remember right, Dennis Hopper's character is like the uncle to the kid in the wheelchair from the first Texas oh. Chainsaw. And he's trying to find this family after all these years. And the, in the second Texas Chainsaw, they actually, uh, Leatherface, he gets a hard-on for this girl at a radio station. And so they start terrorizing her. Uh, and they, like, take her back to their lair, which is, like, this broken-down carnival thing in the desert, and it's fucked up. Um, so, whereas... Halloween would be my favorite of the movies, like single movies, and Leatherface would be like my favorite uh, slasher. Just because, I mean, one, as far as brutality goes, there's nothing better than a chainsaw. Now, can you say that uh, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, etc., was loosely based on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, I mean, I it's got I, a lot. For me, it felt like it had a lot of the vibe of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just the I wouldn't, the I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say based, but I would say definitely he got That's inspiration, why I said lo- loosely blade, loosely based, or or inspiration. Yeah, inspiration, I would say for sure, uh, just because it's got that kind of white trash Americana, uh, and you know they had kind of the similar house and. You know, yeah, the I mean, kind of similar shtick where they're yeah. out in out in the sticks where no one would really come to look for people. Now, would you would you consider that a slasher film? Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's you have to because if you if you're because like I said earlier, with the rule being that a slasher film would be a murderer murdering a group of people. Well, if you if you look at it that way, then if you have multiple slashers, a family of slashers. That doesn't really change the fact that they're still murderers murdering a group of people. So, <clears throat> what's your favorite trilogy, series, anthology, whatever? My favorite series. If you had to sit down and watch a whole mess of films at once, start to finish, what would you watch? The Friday the 13th series. Okay. Which I'm kind of I'm kooky like that, being that my favorite killer is not necessarily from my favorite series. Part of that being is that uh, for Texas Chainsaw, they've done, they did the first four movies, and those first four movies are kind of all uh, pretty much take place in the same agreed upon universe. And then you have the later ones where it's remakes, reboots, and those are like there was a point in time where if you told someone it was a straight to DVD movie, that wasn't necessarily a sign of bad quality. It might have been a time of the year where there was like, yeah, we don't really want to put it on the slate where it's going to theaters, but it's a good film. We'll put it out for the DVD market. Well, I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that too was, you know, again, you you fight mainstream. People are like, we're going to spend the money to push this to theaters, or we can just go straight to DVD because it's not going to get the ticket sales in theaters, per se. You know, and you had a lot more uh, censorship. And what was being viewed publicly versus what you could view in your own home. Jared. 
Yeah. I, I What I kind of noticed about this entire genre and everything that's going on is there's kind of a wheelhouse for age on this. Because as an adult watching some of these movies, it's like, well, yeah, that's fake and that's not real. Duh. But if, if you're like Zach's youngest daughter's age up to his oldest, like, there's there's still believability. There's still that impressionable, you know, childish mind that you can take stuff and run. You know, I mean, if I look at my girls who are five and I tell them, hey, the boogeyman's going to get you. They're gonna shit a brick. If yeah, I tell if I tell any of us that, you're gonna look at me and go, "You're an idiot." It's no, gonna be like that moment no. in the Great are Outdoors. You, are where you Roman, hold on. Are you telling me there's a boogeyman? Yeah, Zach. It's gonna I, get you. I gotta go. But, oh, but yeah, got bud. And, and Babe, I think that's why you got such a, such a passion for it. Is is you hit it right at like a <laughs> sweet spot mentally, where you could put yourself in that situation and and you could be the kid at sweet sleepaway camp. You could be you know the kid at. Uh, prom night you can be one of these kids in a van going through texas like mm. you can put yourself in that situation and you know you know how it is when you're a little kid and it's dark in your room and i can see a face in the closet mm. well no it's your dirty underwear stupid fuck you like, poltergeist was real bro <laughs> wear <laughs> underwear <laughs> you know but I, i'm just saying like there's a sweet spot for that that mm. slasher and that's 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 a younger person well and it's, but it's, i mean the thing is is because when you like you said i grew up with it you go through – I go through the cycles with these where it's like I started off as it's actually something that scares me and I watch it for the excitement. And then when the movies start to get silly, I watch it because it's just funny. Yeah. And then I get to a certain age and I have to deal with people on a daily basis and I'm watching it going, yeah, you fucking kill him. You kill him fucking cut good. Him in half. <laughs> I also think too it, as the uh, generations go on, um, you know, I – I'm a bad parent, but I've let my kid watch some of these films. And, uh, I mean, but she's a pretty morbid kid as it goes. And she's a very smart kid. Yeah. And she will watch it. And, uh, like, we sat down to watch, um, I think, Friday the 13th, or not Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street. She looked at me and goes, this is stupid. She's 11. It's different because they grew up in an age of technology and, and – uh, you know, the CGI, the, you know. They could stumble onto live leaks and find a video of a guy getting beheaded by, you know. Yeah, and they're going to be like, eh, graphics are pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just, like I said, it. I, I think in this day and age, you really do have that age of people who watch the slasher films. You're not going to see a Sleepaway Camp remade. Or anything like it. Yeah. You're you, not going to you see... but it would only be as nostalgia for people like me. Right. Yeah. And that's my point is you're, you know, these... Kids grow the, up fast. You know, they're, uh... The kids want to see the re... They don't want to see reboots of the horror movies. They want to see reboots of Ghostbusters, which was terrible. I liked it. Yeah. Wait, the reboot, the one. No, nah, I'm talking about the one that hasn't come out yet. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, that one looks okay. That one but again, are you talking about the all female level? Continuation. Yeah. I'm talking about the all Like, it was good, but it was one of those, like, ah, don't try and pass the tours like that. See, right well, there. I'm just saying, my kid watched it. She liked it. But then again, she doesn't know the Ghostbusters, you know? True. And I think that uh, in, in this day and age, you know, I, I don't really know. Them busters. What, what, what 
you know, what kind of a horror movie do the kids like these days that you see like Bird Box or Sinister? Uh, yeah, Sinister. A lot of the Annabelle, the you know, the the, the, pose- the possession, the the. Well, those ones have kind of fallen away, and now we're going with like the techno ones, where it's like the. Uh... The, what was the one where it's on the phone, the timer countdown? Yeah, and again, phone it was... Phone booth with Colin no, Farrell. it wasn't the phone <laughs> booth. It was, it was called Countdown, I think it was called mm-hmm. Countdown. Basically, you know, if you went to this and downloaded this app, and, and of course the kids all went and downloaded it, and it was actually a fucking app, I was like, why'd you download that? That could be real! What the fuck? <laughs> well, don't you remember, I, downlo- I downloaded that when I was having my little nervous stuff. And like it told me like 18 years, and I was like, whew, I can rest easy now. Yeah, but then he deleted it and downloaded it again. It was a different number. No. <laughs> it was the same number. Two was days. Yeah. Two days. Yeah. You know, so I, I, like I said, I think as technology changes, the, the horror changes. And so when you start seeing reboots, for example, Halloween. You know, Rob Zombie will flat out say he, he loved Halloween, the originals, right? Mm-hmm. But he in his own mind had a story of Halloween that he wanted to do. And that's the only reason he did it. It wasn't for anybody else. It wasn't to make money. It was because he wanted to just make a film that was what he thought it was. He made a movie well, because he wanted to make and, it. And that's what he does is he makes horror films for himself. He's a huge horror fan. Yeah. It's why when they, they got him to come back to do the second Rob of Zombie, the reboot. A huge horror guy? And he was Get like, he he said, I'll do it, but he was going to do it his way, right. and he was going to make it so that they could not do another one. That uh, was the end of it. And and same thing with, uh, so you had The House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and then I haven't watched the third one. Three from Hell. Yeah, Three from Hell. But he didn't want to do Three from Hell, is my understanding. What was the reason that they said he gave? He just didn't want to do it. He'd already dug He'd, through all the ditches and yeah. burned through all the witches <laughs> and slammed well, it right in the look, back. Look, he, so, he sold the Dragula. Dragula? Yeah, he yeah, sold the Dragula. But point being is the slasher films of our 31. day. Huh? 31. 31. 31. 31 was good. 31 was good. It had a small oh, midget yeah, yeah, Mexican yeah. Hitler. I haven't seen that one yet. It's dude. It's de- it's decent. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's I on say, it's I think pretty I, decent. I think I started it and then I got pulled off to do something. So I need to go back and finish. Oh, it. It's but kind of a. It has. It's like a surviving the game style. Right. Yeah. Um. But the point is, the slasher films of our day. You know, we were. You think about when Halloween came out. You had people. Uh, yes, our, I remember. When people our age. I'll never remember. We obviously we weren't around, but I'm saying. When it came out, you had people that were basically our age going to see this film, and yeah, it was all right. But we watched it as you know, because you see like Halloween four come out in the late er, er, late eighties, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh shit, we gotta go watch the rest of them. And all of a sudden, it becomes a cult classic because you have a whole generation of kids that are going back to watch these horror films. Yeah, so we, see, for me, the thing was. completely normal to like sit down and binge watch an entire series uh there was one point in like the early 90s or might have been the late 90s i forget but just me and my brother uh my brothers we decided to basically have a marathon because we were wondering because this was like the internet was still kind of early and it's like it wasn't even really a thing yeah it was like there might have been like aol but we 
we you've got mail. We didn't know which killer was most prolific, so we're like, okay, we're gonna watch all the films. Well, and you didn't you didn't have people telling you what the movie was. You didn't have the story. Like you weren't gonna go know what Friday the Thirteenth was unless you watched it. Well, you had you had Fangoria and different uh, magazines. Right, but I'm saying in a general, like kids kids these days can get on their phone and be like, oh, I know who Freddy is. Look, I just Googled him. Right. You just walk through the video store and look at covers and right. pick one. Fucking video God store. Damn. What is Dude, this that you speak of? Back in the day when we were kids, they used to have these places. Listen, and these one of places these... were filled with boxes. <laughs> these boxes had pictures on them. And you'd take a picture with a box to a little man. And the man would give you a black cassette. <laughs> and the cassette was a plastic box that you put inside of another box under the box that was your television. And that little man was Zach. <laughs> it was for yeah. a lot of years. Listen, I need you and guys to agree on a road trip for us boys to the last blockbuster. Are, are you, God, do where's you, it at? It's in Oregon. Do you, I think it's in Bend. Are you do on their shit. Twitter? Yeah. Oh, it's it's awesome. Dude, it's l- like... they turned it into a, you, it's a Airbnb. You can stay there. <laughs> you can stay there. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on, boys. The second, uh-huh. the second to last one was. Boy, uh, you want to take a journey to Bend? It was like a I'm place in. up in Alaska, I believe. It was like in some town in Alaska where it was like almost like a where they didn't know the internet existed. <laughs> it was like a it was like a video store slash pizza place yeah. where and it, it finally ended. So now this one in I mean Oregon is basically the last one. No, it is. It is the last one. Which I mean, but I say that because it's it's like the last one because at this point it's not. I mean. It says black blockbuster on the outside, and it's the last store that was a blockbuster. But I'm, you know, there's no corporate anymore, and there, I think the person that runs the Twitter account still works there. No, they they do, and they actually, I watched a documentary on it. The gal that runs it, she still goes to the store. I'm not going to name the store because she can actually still get in trouble for it. But the people in the town kind of turn a blind eye to it. But she goes to the store and buys movies, right, and still puts them up for rent. That's awesome. I mean, she still kind of runs the stores, if, yep. and the people from the town still support her and come in and rent movies and shit from her. Bend, Oregon. Is it Bend? <laughs> Bend, yeah. Oregon. I really want to go check it out because just it's just that nostalgia. Like my my daughter saw something. She goes, "Dad, didn't you used to work at like somewhere like that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did." And she's like, "That's <laughs> dumb." Like these kids, you know, they go into like a Walmart it. and they can buy a movie, but there's no, I mean, there's no one there. Like you know, there's no. Hey, what movie should I watch? Yeah, there's no flavor. Like I don't know. That. Check Netflix. <laughs> uh, just That's my point, though. Is, brick and mortar is uh, with slasher films. It was kind of our generation was the slasher film, right? So when we see like Happy Death Day, like our kids watch it, and they're like, "Oh, that's." I mean, as bad parents, most good parents would be like, "You're not watching that garbage. Go watch uh, Dora." <laughs> Come on, Vomino, say everybody, let's go. But um, back, can back, you back, see the butcher back. knife? You did it. <laughs> when uh, when we, we see it, it, we're like, I gotta watch that because it takes you, it does take you back to a time in your life when you were younger, right? Oh, yeah. Slasher films was kind of a, a thing of our youth. Yeah, and it's like for me personally, I, it's just crazy. Like when people talk about like cult films, and there's movies that I have seen, like I. I told you guys about Basket Case, which is the one where it's 
It's about two brothers, conjoined twins, where one is like a partial one where he looks like Quado or whatever his name is from uh, Total, Re- Total Recall. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, they're separated, but they still like hang out together. And the little dude becomes like, you know, like murderous and kind of rapey. Uh, and that one, there's like three in that it's series. Kind of rapey. Well, it's, and it's yeah, one of those no films where it, it took place in New York City, and it was in the 70s, and it was a, the kind of thing where there was a period of time where like a lot of these like schlocky horror films, they were actually getting like Broadway-style like actors to appear in them because they, you know, they weren't doing their summer stock theater. They still needed to make money, and they were cheap because they weren't names in film. But you were getting these actors, like people like Donald Pleasance, say, where it's like fucking serious, serious actors. Like, this is a craft to them. This isn't like, they're not like just some jackass flipping burgers. Well, that's my point is you have these people that are in slasher films that have a way about themselves to make you believe. Like Robert England, Mm -hmm. that dude is Freddy Krueger. Yeah. He is Freddy Krueger. You know, Jason Voorhees, we don't really know. I mean, obviously we know, but... You know, he's kind of faceless. Michael Myers, faceless. You know, they could really cast anybody. But who you're really going to remember, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, well. And the way that she portrayed herself and and the fear that she portrayed was so real. Yeah, there was a point in time where there was a killer that was associated with Friday the 13th. Uh, His name is Kane Hodder. God, you're going to talk about that one. Going to talk about that one what? That actor? The film that. Well, he was in several films. No. Don't do it. Yeah, he was. You done some bitch. <laughs> Just he, so, he, so, he started in possibly the like one of the worst in the series. I mean, not possibly. It was. Uh, Number four? No, Friday the 13th, part seven. Seven? Yeah, that's... He was in that one, and it was uh, Friday the 13th, The New Blood, and it was... It featured a girl who had telekinetic powers like Drew Barrymore and Firestarter. And that was their like their also like Stephen King crossover style thing where they were gonna have uh like the trope oh. of like the verses where she she's able to move stuff with her mind and like she accidentally killed her dad years ago and then she comes up against uh Jason Voorhees. He played uh he played Jason in that one and then in part uh eight, Jason takes Manhattan in which he actually went up against the stuntman slash actor who would later play Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Um, and then he played him in uh, Jason Goes to Hell Part 9. And then in Jason X, <laughs> where Jason goes to space. Jason in space! So is that, is that where the series stopped? Jason X? Uh, well, you have Jason X, and then you have Freddy vs. Jason. And that's where that series ends. Because you have the remake of Friday the 13th. Okay. That's which, right. That's which right. was not like a... It was not a bad film. It respected the original while doing its own thing. It wasn't... I mean, it didn't break the mold. It went over a lot of the same stuff. But it was an all right horror flick. Okay, so we'll wrap this up here pretty quick. Uh, you obviously are a king in the horror genre. Yes, I told you enough times. Glad you started recognizing it. <laughs> In fact, you told me that it doesn't it doesn't matter what the masses say. Your word is king. Well, well, I'm actually curious from coming from people who aren't like for me, like all of when like what I was saying, like Basket Case or other movies like for me, this is all mainstream stuff. 
there's no like for me there is really no cult film where I can like, tell you right now none of us probably would have ever heard of Sleepaway Camp if it hadn't been for you I'm really definitely yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm really <laughs> I mean, glad I could shove that in your face so small as it is <laughs> as as small as we are in potatoes uh, you're the steak if you will uh, Big J yes sir do you have a favorite slasher character so far that's what uh, I was going to ask in in your research and what you've seen in your life, do you have a favorite slasher character, or do you think it's my, too early? My favorite trope would have to be the. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like us busting his balls like this is kind of a trope. Just the 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 POV. The, you guys in your the, tropes. The unknown, the unknown character. You know, I I that's Did you say that, trip or trope. That's the one that I seem to think the trope does the best part of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I I really enjoy just the the nameless faceless. You know, arm coming around the camera. You know, I really enjoy that. That that was probably my favorite part. It's not like, hey, Ran is the bad guy. He's the one doing it. That's him. That's what he looks like. I like the, you know, wait until the very end of the movie. And holy crap, it's Uncle Bob's cousin Steve, you know, twice removed. Yeah, it's a hell of a transition. You know, just a, just the a big the big twist on the end. I, that's, the, <laughs> that's the one that I've really liked. You like the unknown killer. Yeah, the unknown okay. killer. Just the... For some reason, that really sucks me in more than than. Did you watch Black Christmas? I didn't. I That's didn't one we chance. haven't actually talked okay. about yet. Black Christmas is another one that you guys all need to watch. It's a good movie. It has the original Lois Lane, Margot Kidder, uh, and it is. It's fucked. It is. It is actually a very fucked movie. You've seen Black Christmas? Yeah. It's been a long time, but I I remember, and honestly, I don't know if I want to watch it again because it's pretty fucked. Yeah. And it's not even that it's not super gory. It's one of those ones where it's like they let your mind connect the dots where you see something happen slightly off camera or in the dark and you're just like it's ah, a little rough, but yeah. It's it's different. I'll have to check different. it out. Um I'm not going to add I mean, could you say that you in in this day and age or the, not in this day and age, but in this time frame, do you have a favorite series? Oh, I, I haven't watched enough to exactly. legit have exactly. have a favorite series. Get your ass to the I, get your you ass guys to the grew couch. up watching horror movies and hanging out with your buddies, and I grew up on a tractor. Shut the hell up! I shall so bring I, you into the field. <laughs> I didn't really have the same childhood as you guys. <laughs> You're gonna bring him into the field? No pun intended. <laughs> you guys want to talk about tractors? We can have tractor talk. In we'll 1982, tra- Case International Ooh, was Case formed IH? when Tenneco, the Tennessee Electric Energy Company, merged. <laughs> okay, and out. we're gonna shut you. Well, listen, I'm gonna. I'm going to do this. Another day. <laughs> we are going to have an episode on tractors Tractor just for you. With Jerry and yep. Zach. Didn't you have a drive-in in your town? Yep. Oh, we had... In two. Twin Falls, we had three. two no, drive-ins. No, three. There was three. Well, there was the Grand View and the Motor View. And then there was one in Filer. Oh, Filer doesn't count. That's a hellhole. Filer's well, not still. twin. Basic, basically. <laughs> but... Oh, it was right. great. The drive-ins were magical things. Uh, the old the old Motor View by the Bulldrome, right? Or was that the Grand View? That Same. was the Motor View. The Grand View was up on Grand View. Yeah, it was on the hill. Yeah. 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 Fuck these to, old fogies. So, used to go to the old driving. Same question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, like a favorite uh, slasher killer from any of the movies you've seen? So honestly, I'm in the same boat as Jay. Where it's... It's so weird to know all these kids that you know, uh, haven't watched slasher films. Oh, shut up. So it's like, I like that that where you don't know 
physically who the killer is. Oh no, this is this is completely justifiable because honestly, the, like, like that 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 is the perfect like way to do a horror film or a slasher film mm-hmm. style thing is to not not know who that killer is throughout the entire movie because you're just like it's always you play the detective as you watch it you're like okay it's this person i know it's this person this no, is why they need to watch person. black christmas yeah which i started it and i got about 3 quarters of the way or not even 3 quarters dude i got about maybe a quarter into it and fell asleep a black christmas yeah, it was also it's, late. That is actually easy to do. It is a slow burn film. Another one you guys should watch is When a Stranger Calls. Ooh, not the remake. So, Abby no. told me to watch The Burning because it's got a young Jason Alexander and he shows his butt cheeks. Ooh. <laughs> and the table just lifted again. Little George Costanza <laughs> cam. Yeah. The Summer of George. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. Uh, my favorite series, because I do know a little bit, I have seen quite a bit more than Jay has. Um, I'm going to go with the Child's Play series. Decent, decent. Brad Dourif is a beast. Uh, I just love this. I love the whole fact that the it's the, uh, I'm going to send my soul into this doll thing. Using and... the heart of Dumbala. Give me the power, I beg of you! <laughs> Fucking tits, man. Fucking nerds. Yeah, eat a, <laughs> eat a dick, plowboy. Hey, uh, Big J, are you ready for Comic-Con? <laughs> yeah. I'd totally go. <laughs> go pull on some udders, farm boy. <laughs> we call them tits. <laughs> teats. teats. No, tits. <laughs> teats. Not tits. teats, not nothing, just don't. Just tits. Yeah, Just which tits. Brad Dourif, other than uh, Robert England, is the only one not in, not including the remake. Is the one he's played Chucky all the way through. Which he's been a disembodied voice most of the time. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. It's <sighs> and Jennifer Tilly. I love the scene. Oh, dude, yeah, Smokehouse. Tilly. What? Four boom, way. boom, <laughs> boom. Bound. Anyone remember Bound? Ooh, yeah. Little like lesbian crime yeah. thing with Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. The the Joe, the Pont- Joe Pontigliano, <laughs> the that guy has done some good work. Yeah, they I'll say in every single one of the Chucky Child's Play movies are spectacular because it's like you get through three, like we talked about earlier, where it's like you hit the third one and you're like, all right, all right. Well, the and story it, changes. It just, it just progresses where it's like, oh, he's a doll, but then he turns Jennifer Tilly into a doll. But then there's at some a hot point, doll. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> A sex doll, but I got, like it, like progresses, and it's just like it gets to that point, and then you're just like, "What the fuck is even going on right now?" Yeah. Well, and I just quick segue. I just want to say the fact that I just now saw this that you look like Joe Pantoliano if he wore lifts and became a grunge rocker for a few years. The, the, are <laughs> you the? the? Do you love how I'm actually I'm getting the pronunciation right? Joe Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Italian. <laughs> so. Great in the Matrix. Child's Play series, including the remake. And your favorite slasher character was Oh, dude, pretty much anybody who uh, right, the unnamed. Themselves. The gotcha. unnamed. Gotcha. Yeah, Chucky Chucky is it's a good answer. Which uh, I, he's so well, unique. Yeah, and the unnames can go from anybody. It can go from any of those slasher films that like you don't know until the physical end. Yeah. When they're standing there naked, mouth agape, looking off to the right. Because <laughs> that's, Hanging that's the way they built that mask. <laughs> uh, well, because Chucky, in the first few films, he makes it to the end. He dies. 
and then he's just a dead doll body and then for some reason the gets, company and, decides to use him to make a new doll yeah gets, which makes no sense he gets burned up in the first one yeah he gets yeah. shot but, up and then thrown in the there is no better up, there is burned up there is not a better scare factor like in a movie than when they think that the kid is completely insane because they think that he's just like some sort of sociopath who's killing people and doing this and then the mom's holding him above the fireplace, like right there, and he just comes alive and goes, "You fucking bitch!" Now, what is the and name? You're like what? What is the name of the kid what from the movie? Danny? No. Tommy? Timmy? No, you're thinking of the doll. Uh, what is the name of the kid from the Child's Play series? Real life name? Think or... about it. No, think about it. The oh, name of the character. Chucky. Look at that. Oh, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. Bob. I'm gonna. I'm Andy. gonna be upset. Andy. It's Andy. Yep. Fucking Toy Story. Time for another. I, I laughed my balls off when Toy Story came out. And, like, a, a Toy Story actually came out for me at an appropriate age where I should have been like, oh, fucking Toy Story, awesome. And, like, instead of me being like, oh, cool, I was like, holy shit. That Buzz Lightyear's looking fucking sus, bud. <laughs> sus AF. Like, yeah, right? Like, is it really uncomfortable that I could hear the voice from Chucky in my head going through, like, all these names? I honestly and then think... I hear Andy, and I'm like, got it. Nailed it. I think uh, you could honestly ask any person in this room, and if you say Chucky, they're going to be like, I heard the voice. Yeah. It's Brad a prolific Dur- voice. Brad Dourif has a very unique voice, uh, and his his daughter has actually been in the last few films, uh, which the the movies have kind of – it's kind of been like the Phantasm series. Where oh, it's, I fucking love it. The uh, like the amount of money they had at pisses, different points in the series has changed. Pisses Randy off so much when I say that. What? When I love Phantasm. Why? Oh, I thought you didn't like that series. Oh no, Phantasm is like it's probably, fucking great. It's probably fantastic. Oh, yeah. dude, it's you guys haven't watched it, but you need to watch them all. Have you ever heard of that thing where it's what so bad it? it's good? Phantasm. <laughs> it is. There's odd. There's honestly. Is, is that it's a, so good a it's bad, and it's orgasmo? so bad it's good. No. No. It's and not Chugger Boy. Boy. <laughs> Where it's like Phantasm is Cock honestly, <laughs> it's honestly like if a music producer just went around to like, okay, I'm going to take Lance Bass and I'm going to take Garth Brooks and we're going to dig up the bones of Jimi Hendrix. And then they we're, came up with Chris Gaines. Yeah. And we're going to throw, throw them all up on a stage and let a chimpanzee play drums. And for some reason, it sounds great. It's gold, boy. Even, even though what you're looking at is absolutely horrifying. Is that how you felt when Chris Gaines came out and dropped his favorite album? He's coming back. There's an oh, explanation Jesus for Chris fuck. Gaines. There's it was a, actually for a movie. There was actually for a, a movie that was planned, and they had everything ready. The movie didn't get made, but they already had the music, and they are like, we already have the music. It was terrible. It, it but, was a, still a horrible idea. George Strait did the same thing, only he didn't keep rolling with Dusty. Anyway, let's get back on topic here, boys. King George alone. Yeah, I'm just saying. King George, if you're listening, we're sorry. Have you oh, ever have you ever heard his kids sing? Hey, have we're you... just living one George Amarillo Strait? morning. No, no, I got no kids. Oh no, so I wasn't thinking of George. That's Strait. what Baby Blue is about. It's the no. most tear jerking song you've ever heard. If you hear, yeah, that's a horror. A that's a horror story in its oh, own. God. No, I wasn't thinking of George Strait. I was thinking of Chris Ledoux because his kid, Ledoux's kid, sounds almost Ned spot Ledoux. on. Like, I've actually heard him sing, and I didn't know it wasn't his dad. Yeah. I was the one that showed you him. 
Was it you? It was me. That doesn't surprise me, though. Well, pin a rose on your nose, Zachary. In fact, uh, Ned Ledoux likes to play in New Plymouth, Idaho. Is one of his favorite spots to play. For real? Yeah. Chris Ledoux actually used to have a ranch out there. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's my, yeah. That's my understanding, anyway. Now you know. What no I've one's heard half the battle. Through the grapevine. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I just know what, he likes to What are we doing here? Why aren't we in New Plymouth right now? Well, he just showed up one night and went into... Uh, What's the bar out there? The Diamond something. God, the Double Diamond? The Double Diamond. Yeah, he should, He just walked in one night and said, hey, can I play? I got a story about that place. You want to hear it? Not yeah. No. Oh, you do? Not right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> I used to deliver there back in the day. And I go rolling in there one day. And I'm looking for the owner so they, they can cut me a check. And I'm walking around and looking and looking. I can't find him. And I open this door. And... I'll be dipped in shit if there wasn't a cockfighting ring back there. <laughs> that would so, not surprise me at all. Sawdust all over the floor. About Time belly for button, another belly button cockfight. Belly button high boards all the way around there. And I was just like, yeah, I'm probably not supposed to be in here. <laughs> so I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> I mean. Hey, uh, we did. hopefully we didn't just piss anybody off or get like a death warrant signed for us. We don't know about it. It's we not real. In, we live in Mexico. Yeah. There are some, I, I did, I did help out on that route out that way, and there are some companies out there, like even the, uh, what is it? I want to say the, uh, the little slaughterhouse there. They get mostly just those uh, those oh, no. cottony gloves. Yeah, I forget who had that route when I was out there. I forgot the names of all the people, but there's just this, this little tiny slaughterhouse. It just kind of feel like this oh, is an off. Meets. Yeah, I think this is an offset kind of conversation. Yeah, people. It's, it's got the <laughs> one door, but it's it just had, got, got like an ominous feeling when I went in there. The owner was checking out my ass. Oh, for fuck's sake! Awkward. I mean, dude, if you really want to go really deep on that kind of shit, so it's. I won't say the name of the place, but it was a bar in Fruitland. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you know what? Didn't was it think... a slaughterhouse? Nope. We'll just say I didn't think too much of it, but, you know, pull up right in front of the place. There's no cars in front. I'm like, all right, cool, man. It's going to be a good day. Because if you can match your door up to the door of, like, the business, perfect. Because it's in and out, in and out. I load up. Rugs get them on my shoulder, and I come walking through. I yank that front door open, and I sure as shit ATF and fucking feds are standing there, guns out in my face. What are you doing here? Hey, man, I'm just here to change the rugs. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen today. Have a good day. Yeah, found out there was a uh, prostitution ring going on up there. <laughs> wow. Fruitlandia. Yeah. Hey, it's a good thing you worded that Fruitland. the right way. Because if you had come in there, just been like, looking to grab some rug. <laughs> I mean, apparently. I'm just here to drop some rug. <laughs> apparently, there was just a whole bunch of craziness going on. It was it was here to drop off my load. Dude, there there is nothing like having, I don't even know what kind of guns they fucking carry. Big ones. But big ones. They literally just, boom, five guys right How, in my fucking let's, face. Okay. Probably How many times MP5s. have you had guns pointed at you? Uh, about seven. <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's a good time. Maybe more. You're going to end up in a slasher flick. Well, I'm going to end this episode I'm, here. I'm a virgin, I've though. I've had guns pointed at me a few times. <laughs> I'm going to end this episode on I the fact I don't do that drugs, Brent's, I promise. Brent's going to end up in a slasher film, and we'll just have to see how he survives. <laughs> I like to call them murder, death, kill films. MDKs. One, eight, seven. Did we hear what your favorite uh, killer is? No, or we series? Let's hear it. Well, let's go, bitch. Come on. So, my favorite character 
is probably Freddy Krueger. I could see that. Uh, I just I like the the whole story behind it, and uh, you know he he said got, bitch right. Kind of got burnt up in a boiler room. Do you think it's because yeah. he likes to use his hands, yeah. not his eyes? Ooh, well, possibly. He, he didn't get burnt up in a boiler room. He got burnt up in a cabin. He burnt the kids up in a boiler. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, he knew where a boiler Same was. Same thing. Boiler but uh, I don't know. I've I've always liked the 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 Freddy Krueger series. Um, they got a little weird. Yeah, I mean, like they, I said, they, he had to get more boisterous. He had to get more misogynistic, uh, and just yeah, he just got more ridiculous. The fact that he was one of the killers that talked. Yeah. Uh, just made the fact, like I said, since you had the same actor playing him, he couldn't get bigger. You can only do so much more with the makeup. So he had to just become way more. And the thing is, the more like that he got, the more you kill the mystique and the less scary he gets. He becomes more cartoonish, more oafish. And then at a certain point, it's just like, yeah, you have Kelly Rowland in uh, Freddy vs. Jason where she's like, oh, you got butter knives on your fingers. We're the dream warriors. No, I just, I remember seeing that as a kid, and it fucking terrified me. Especially the the whole, the song. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. And you're just like, I thought he was talking about the Dawkins song, Dream Warriors. No, no. We're the Dream Warriors. Yeah, it just, it terrified me as a fucking kid. It really did. But every time there was a new one that came out, I was like, I gotta watch this. And honestly, that's one of my favorite series, too. I mean, it really is. really is. I do like the Friday the 13th. Always been a fan. And I like the Halloween. Um, I've always been partial to the Friday the 13th and the Halloween. It's always been a good time. Cheapers, mister. Did you like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2? No. What about Part 3? Part 3 was okay. Dream or years. Yeah. Nancy. Never pretentious. I, you know, delicious. honestly, my favorite out of the whole series was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, I'd Randy s- looks so sad <laughs> when no, you no, said no, I'm that. Actually, I'm like smiling because that's like, I just like that. That's the saddest smile I've ever seen of him. <laughs> well, the, whole, the whole point of Wes Craven's New Nightmare is that it's kind of the same thing with John Carpenter coming back. Wes Craven came back after being gone for so long, and he basically wanted to kind of take ownership like Lois when she grabs Peter's junk and go, this is mine. This is where my babies come from. (laughs) And so he flipped it on its head, and he brought it into the real world, where it was about Robert England, and it was about the actress that played Nancy. And it was about how, like, like, how has Freddy been so popular? And it was like, well, turns out that in the real world, there is an entity that is, like, the ultimate evil through all of time. And it... It basically it picks certain things to be like it's it's a it's amalgam it's it's thing that it turns into, and it chose Freddy in this day and age because Freddy is the ultimate like thing of. Horror. I liked I, and I I know you thought it was joking, but I really did like it because no, I, 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 that wasn't why I was yeah, like okay. smiling or that I thought it was. Funny. I liked it because, like you said, they brought it into the real world, and and you have the whole movie aspect. Like Freddy's been a movie, right? Yeah, and. That's all people ever knew him as. And then all of a sudden, you have the real world Freddy. Mm. And people are like, holy fuck, what do we do? What do we do? No, because do do? I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna pick one of the later movies that was maybe slightly more cartoonish or ridiculous where like he puts them in the dream world and then he makes them like box in like a Nintendo game. Fuck no. So it was that was almost like more like a proud pop. Where they look like goddamn fucking Minecraft characters basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
No, it was like, like it was the, it was like, to, yeah, it was total eight bit. The pa- yeah, the paper fucking it looked like Parappa the Rapper from fucking well, PlayStation. Yeah, there was in in part uh, five, I believe it was, where he made turn one of the characters into a comic book character and yeah. sliced up the paper. Uh, which there's just been so many good kills in that one. Like I said, the whole series is good. I just I really did like that one. And uh, did you see the remake? No, I haven't. That's I, I honestly Let's... didn't know there was a remake. So. I have it on DVD. I'll Do you? let you watch it. Yeah. I'm sure it's available on a stream. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is the best remake of the horror ones. Well, what do you think about Manos, The Hands of Fate? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking up over there? Most obscure slash. I was trying film. to remember what the movie was that they made fun of on Rift Tracks, and it's Manos, Hands of Fate. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some movies that, like, some of these people, like these horror directors... They have like three or four hundred films to their credit, where like they literally like uh like the old Corman films, these guys could pop out like a movie in two months. I'm talking two months film edit and to the drive-in. How? You uh, you have like uh, uh trauma or trauma? Uh, trauma. Yeah. Uh, Andy Kaufman, and that guy like flies by the seat of his pants. Doesn't always necessarily get permits. He'll use spaghetti as blood and guts. Uh, you have, like, Class of Nukem High, the Toxic Avenger. And this guy will literally use the cheapest camera. He'll just, like, promise people that they'll get credits for film school when they won't. Like, this guy would do anything under the sun, and he'll just turn out... I mean, we're talking stuff that shouldn't even be on, like, basic cable. But every once in a while, he'll make a movie that is just so bad it's good. And he'll make enough profit off of that one to keep going for another ten years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I I really like the the Nightmare on Elm Street. It uh, again frightened me as a child, and that's where it's at. See, and part of the joy for me getting later in life is he's a dreamer. Well, and in. in 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 reality, though, I mean, it's hard to pick just one because there are facets of all of them that you're like, oh, I like this part or I like that part or I like, mm-hmm. you know, I liked, you know, I liked the original Halloween, but I liked, you know, Halloween 5 or I liked Nightmare on Elm Street, but I liked Freddy versus Jason. You know, there's always parts of something you're going to like. Yeah. There's things I appreciate about all of these uh, all of these series, all of these characters. Well, the whole subgenre in itself. Well, yeah, like even like one. I mean, let's that- talk about prom night. You know, let's talk about Happy Death Day. I mean, we can talk, talk about, about Scream for, again. The Scream but, series does not get the respect it deserves. No, it really. It, <laughs> Sydney Prescott is a badass. I think, yeah. and 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 she's probably my favorite Scream queen. Honestly, we could probably do a whole other episode. Obviously, I, uh, I think we're a couple hours into this one. Yeah, uh, and I think we'll we'll pick it up and we'll we'll have another episode. We might split this one into two and have a third episode. It might be mm-hmm. a three parter. Who knows? But. You're right. Scream doesn't get the credit it deserves. And that was a, a newer age, late 90s, early 2000s, and it's into its fifth or sixth. Yeah, they just got done filming the next one. Seven? Something like fifth? They're, they're no. up there. Uh, so, let's see. It would have been Scream be, 3. Uh, seven. I think or no, six if they do it. So, no, five. Yeah, five. I want to I say five because there was Scream 3 was the one where it was in Hollywood. Yeah. And then Scream 4. It was garbage where they lost it. And then the last one was 5. 
what do you mean was was the garbage where they lost it where they went back to her hometown no where no dude it was that one where it was like it was like oh by the way i'm your brother that you never knew about and i'm a director that was scream three Okay. Yeah, that was the so, one where it's okay, like so hey, Patrick there, Dempsey there is the will be detective. Yeah, they're on five now. There will be five. Five yeah. will be released in 2022. Yeah. Nev Campbell, Smokehouse. I like I said, I we didn't even really get into the later genre or the later. Yeah, we didn't even go past really the decline of the late 90s when they became schlocky and then they came back with Scream and other ones. Yeah, Scream was kind of the one that that revitalized the slasher yeah. film. And what I liked about scream was they revitalized it again, kind of like Wes Craven's new nightmare where it was real world. And you had people that were living their life out as a, as a sl- you know, they wanted to be a slasher killer mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. an eighties slasher film. And they you had a badass horror geek named Randy. Mm-hmm. That's where the rules <laughs> Yep. That's where the rules kind of got laid out for everybody. second one kind of fucked that up. Um, but I also like the fact that the killer changed. Yeah. You, you don't know who the killer is. Well, like these guys are talking about, with the fact that the the ghost face killer, he's faceless, or or she, is faceless the entire film, and, and then there's always that the reveal of at like, the end. I was actually your camp counselor twice removed. Yeah. Old man Jenkins... <laughs> Zoinks. You would have got away with it, too, if Sidney Prescott hadn't lost her virginity in the first film. <laughs> so, like I said, I'd like to come back and visit this. Uh, we can we can discuss the uh, the later slasher films. Yeah. Again, Scream, Happy Death Day. Um, I know there's more. There's... Just wait till we do zombies. Oh, boy. Zombie. We're going to have to talk to zombies about for, like, a week. Dude, we're going to have to start doing one of these, like, one, like twice a week instead of once a week. Like, every night? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm thinking twice a week's good enough. Um, but, yeah, no, I like I said, this has been fun, and I uh, hope you guys go back and watch some more. Uh, if you haven't watched the Scream series. I've already seen it. You and me went and saw Scream 4 in theaters. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it dude. was fantastic. I remember watching that again and going, fuck me, and Zach went and saw this in theaters. God, what were we thinking? No. I, like I said, I still think, as adults, we see slasher films, and it takes us back to somewhat of our youth, because that's what we grew up on. Slasher films were kind of the thing in the 80s. Scream 4 was a lot better than any fourth film in a horror franchise has a right to be. Fact. But part of that was because of the fact that they took that break after 3. They were kind of like, okay, we need to pump the brakes here. Yeah. Factual chocolate. Factual chocolate? Actual chocolate. <laughs> Not dark chocolate, but factual chocolate. That is number four in the t-shirt lineup. Factual chocolate. <laughs> well, I'm going to get on it. Right. Anyway, guys, it has been fun, and I look forward to next week. All right. Bye. Peace. Pleasant dreams. Okay, okay, sorry. Hold on, we're gonna let him walk us out. Boobs. Fuck you if you think I'm not getting the last word, big, thick, juicy penis. Woo!